Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a episode 647 for april 12th 2021 and on the show this week we have anthony hello we have john hello hello and we have the one that hello hello it's video game time we got a bunch of fun news that, that stirred up the internet's panties we have um, video games to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about food. Oh, that's one hundred percent. Absolutely, we will. And there's God an e- damn it. There's an email in my inbox that says, "Do not open until Ryan is on the show." Oh, oh there you go. Okay. So should be a good show. Sure it's, I'm sure it's somebody who is like mad about the ten that I gave Grand Theft Auto Four. Eight years ago, or whenever that was. <laughs> yeah, how could you give a game well, a ten where the cars control well, like shit, Ryan? There was what was it last week that we we talked about something? And we're Assassin's like, yeah, Creed. Probably... Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked about Assassin's Creed, and we were both like, "We are not the experts on this. We needed." I mean, I mean, John John's the one that's got the ink on his body. It's true, but he that's wasn't true. here either. So I was. Oh, back. you have uh, you have an Assassin's Creed tattoo? Yeah, See, if I get a tattoo that's on a, based on a video game, it's unfortunately going to be Sonic more than anything. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. That's fair the, enough. I want that. I want the old um, Sonic and Knuckles logo. I thought you were just going to get like a ring somewhere. No, uh, I thought you were going to get a picture of Sonic and that human girl from the one game kissing, <laughs> oh. where he's giving her the bedroom eyes. <laughs> yeah, and right underneath it'll just be epic disappointment written out the Sonic uh, font. Oh man. <laughs> I bet there's some fan fiction out there about that game. Oh, my, no there is. My my favorite part about Sonic 06 is that they're like at the end of the game, spoiler for a game you shouldn't play, they undo everything. Like, yep, that was a fucking mistake, wasn't it? <laughs> what was we thinking? I, I, they're still thinking it. I don't know. Sonic is weird, <laughs> man. Well, Sonic's in the news, too, so we'll talk about that later. But let's talk about video gobs. We'll start off with uh, Anthony, what you've been playing. Yeah, so I finished uh, It Takes Two. That is a very good game. I think overall it stumbles a bit in the story it's telling. But it's a very good game, and I, God, I just really want 
that team to do a platformer because I think the biggest takeaway that both me, both myself and my partner playing took away from that was like, holy shit, this is fun to play. This feels good to have this character run around and jump and swim. And like, that's not something I feel with every platformer, like that just focuses purely on like platforming. So, um, for it to be a more narrative based game that does all these things. I, I would love to see more of that. I just kind of hope that they step away from the gimmick. Cause now this is twice with the, uh, mandatory multiplayer and this game being 12 hours for a review. It sucks for like a part two people playing that aren't doing this game for review. Uh, I'm sure it's a lot easier. Uh, cause you can take your time. I'm trying to get it done. Uh, during the week um but uh it was a good time and i think the it, it's worth its money more so than uh a way out like everything i said about a way out for the most part has been fixed in this game uh, i think the mini games were some of the mini games were like yeah these aren't great but there's so many of them that <laughs> there was always one that we'd have a lot of fun uh, with whereas i'd be like no no let's play that again because i'm not accepting that loss um yeah a lot of fun um and the other thing i've just been playing is because fuck it why not uh is i'm still going through batman arkham asylum because it's a very good game did you find the the way out easter egg uh so that one's easy to come across yeah Um, i we stumbled across it I, i haven't got back to that game i did do the elephant part though and god damn damn right Holy like, mother of I, God! I, I fucking love that. Say we were killing ourselves laughing, not because it's funny, but because we couldn't fucking believe it was happening. Yeah, it's dark as fuck. <laughs> it's just like, uh, because it was like, oh my god, if this was a person, this would be the worst thing I've ever seen in a video game ever. The fact that they're like <laughs> laughing and high-fiving about it was just, yeah, was throwing yeah. me off, man. I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 like I said, like, it's, if anybody's familiar with um, Faraz's, uh movie work, uh, I can't remember what it was, I think it's like Cops, but with a K, the movie, <laughs> You you've probably seen the short clip of it online where the cop throws his gun up in the air unzips his fly catches the gun in his fly of his pants puts his belt back on and then thrusts to shoot that's one of his movies before he got into video games and it's like clearly he understands comedy a lot better than he does like seriousness because that's where this game kind of falls as well it does better than a way out mind you um but yeah, like I, I was impressed by with this game, um, a lot. But yeah, Arkham Asylum is the other thing. So that's it for me. I'm I'm done talking. All right, I'll move over to Jonathan. Maybe a lot of dead air there. <laughs> All right. Well, while he figures out what the fuck's going on, um, I do. I did forget to mention. Uh, you asked me about the a way out Easter egg. Did you find the Easter egg from the Game Awards? I'm back. Yes, I did find the Easter egg from the Game Awards. That was fantastic. Yeah. I, I, it was like, 
clearly he's not taking himself very seriously in this game, and I appreciated that a lot. Yep. Alright, uh, now John's back. John Jonathan is here now. Games. Yeah, sorry about that. I was um technical issues, like I had the mute on. Um <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Uh, so I have I started playing the DLC for the Binding of Isaac. Amazingly, shocker. Um, I know who'd have thought. Repentance. Um, wow, wow. I mean, I think I'm a little bit of a seasoned Binding of Isaac player. I've I've put a lot of hours in, hell of a lot of hours on multiple platforms, and this thing is balls hard it really really is tough um like just in the general even with like the like without the new different um uh power-ups you can get and the various bits you can unlock the enemies just are so much so much more complicated with their patterns um it's a couple of new characters there which are going to be a bitch to unlock because the two new characters are locked behind um, playing the game in a certain way, and one of those ways is incredibly difficult. Um, yeah, it's there's a lot there. I should imagine this is going to add another six or seven hundred hours to my um, game time of this. I reckon. Is that all? It's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a beast. Um, it's still it's still Isaac. It's just going to take some getting used to, and I'm still enjoying it, but it is definitely a completely different beast to to what I'm used to. Um, Also, after weeks of making fun of the title, I've played Bladed Fury. Um, It doesn't star Rudger Hauer, which is slightly disappointing. Um, Yeah. um, I'm not 100% sure on that game. It's uh, basically it's, a, it's like a hack and slash style of game, uh, Chinese mythology. Uh, you have like ancient Chinese princess who's um, who seems to have been tricked into murdering her father, and she is on a quest to find out what really happened because um, she doesn't fully believe that she did. Um, it, I mean, it's. It's okay for a story, I guess, but um, I think the problem I have is that the action is just a just a bit meh. The the, the combat, um, you've got a, a couple of attacks. You've got a, a light attack and a heavy attack. Um, it's sort of screen by screen, so it's not like um, a side scroller. You, uh, it's a lot like um, uh uh, Mark, you know how Mark of the Ninja went from one screen to another. You've got enemies on the screen, and and that's how that's how it is. It's not sort of a fluid thing. You you get onto a screen, you you take out the enemies, you go to the next screen. Um, there's uh, a bit of sort of item hunting around, so there's certain puzzles that you have to solve where you've got to find your way around the map and to find them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I think the combat lets it down. The 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 how it looks is amazing. It's all hand hand drawn um, art, and it it looks it looks really good. Um, I'm not going to fault it for that. And it also like the, the the sound design that's really nice as well. They've obviously taken a lot of care in it, but the the combat is just a bit dull um, and unimaginative for me. But um, 
but I'll, get, I'll, you know, I'll carry on with it. I'll see how I get on. Um, it might get better as I unlock more stuff because it is one of those sort of things where you, you unlock uh, and upgrade bits and pieces. So I might find that as I progress more, it gets more interesting, hopefully anyway. Um, I've also been playing, finally, Control. Oh. I I picked up the, because it was on sale, I picked up that damn next-gen version um, in the Easter sale on Xbox. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to start. I've maybe played sort of six, seven hours. That game's really good. Yeah, um, it it's, I mean, I'm I'm still a little bit, um, I, I don't like the shooting. I think the shooting could be tighter. Um, it feels very quantum break, like very sort of I don't know, a bit floaty with the shooting. Um, but the the the, the abilities you have, like the, the telekinesis and the the dodging and the um, uh, and there's like all of those sort of kind of cool abilities are they're really interesting. They're really fun to use. Um, and the story is so far quite intriguing. It's like X Files sort of kind of style. Um, very weird stuff going on. Uh, the acting's from the main character who plays Jesse um, is is pretty good. I I do find it a bit weird that she in the monologues a bit too much. Um, and she often in the monologues while she's having conversations with another person. And to me, I just feel like she's standing there in silence without answering while you're listening to the inner monologue. And they're sort of they're waiting for a reply from her. It just seems a bit weird. But um, that's just me being silly. Um, all in all, it's pretty, it's difficult. It's bloody hard, um, especially early on when you are pretty much have zero health. Um, and no upgrades to your to your weapons. Um, it's it's gotten easier as I've my health has upgraded and my abilities have, have been unlocked and um, it, and sort of the traversal kind of stuffs making it a little bit easier to um, to to get around areas when because sort of combat's normally in a sort of tight or a, a, a um, restricted kind of area where movement's not it's not free fly movement so making the most of the cover, using your abilities to traverse the, the the environment is is quite key. And so it gets it gets better as it um uh, as you as you power up and gain more abilities. But I'm enjoying that. I uh, really am. I, I think I will um plod on through that one. I I'm interested in seeing where it goes. Um I've also because it's the enhanced version, I've got the two DLCs. I'm not sure what they're like. I know one of them's Alan Wake um uh linked but um yeah that'd be cool i'm enjoying that very much so great game and mm, um and that's it i mean are we going to talk about the new toy or not ken or should we leave that <laughs> i mean we could talk about it if you want oh we it just seems very coincidental that we both got the same tv three days out <laughs> i take full responsibility for for making you purchase yeah. that Thanks. Yeah, I yeah got got pixel envy. Um, so yeah, we both picked up uh, an OLED, the LG OLED from CX. Or C10, apparently. C10, CX, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's the it's the TV that uh, everybody out there is like. This is the TV you need to buy for video games. And they're right. It's amazing. <clears throat> it is. Oh, going from. 
a backlit panel to an OLED is just literally night and day. Like the blacks are just incredible. And the, oh, it's, oh, yeah, it's given games a whole new lick of paint and a lease of life. Um, I mean, I already had the 120 hertz anyway with the previous TV I had, but I know I'm sure you'll talk about your Overwatch stint with it uh, again, but um, I've just found it just like whitewash my eyes and someone's just like, I've got a new pair and it's lovely. It's beautiful. And I watched Winter Soldier on it, and that was really nice. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, Ragnarok. I picked that. I picked up and watched uh, the first four episodes of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier last night. And Good in it. It's the action sequences in that are phenomenal. Like, yeah, they are really good. And are you end up on? I know. I mean, I didn't think it would happen, but you end up kind of liking Zemo, which is which is um, kind of cool. Yeah, that that show is good. good that um, man, yeah, that that TV is is a little ridiculous. Um, the only warning that I would put out for anybody is if you if you end up buying an OLED, you will never go back to LED mm. or LCD. Like you, you just can't do it. You just can't. Yeah, it is. I, I just again, I. And I thought my previous TV was pretty good, but again, uh, you turn this on and you start looking at some of that 4K content, and you just like it blows, blow, blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. Fantastic. The TV gives and... me legit anxiety, though. What? Is it a burn in? Well, the burn in, from what I understand, I... like it, it's not even an issue for like thousands of no. hours. No, but, I've 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 seen similar stuff where you have there was like extensive tests where um like this YouTube channel left a set of these TVs on for for six months running twenty hours a day on the same channel and only ones like CNN that have really bad logos uh, and t- and and tickers oh, they're the only ones that kind of had any real issue everything else was kind of yeah it's fine if you're constantly changing your um if you're constantly changing your content you watch on it there's no issue at all yeah the thing that gives me anxiety is is like when we set it up like how thin that top part of that screen is (laughs) yeah it's a bit thin isn't it (laughs) dude it's thinner than my phone yeah i know it's scary like (laughs) trying to pick that thing up and keep it balanced with that top half of the screen being like, what, like a quarter inch thick it. or something? I did it on my own. Oh, God, John. On my own, I had to do that. I I feel for you, like, <clears throat> my wife helped me set it up, and even with two of us, I was, like, sweating from anxiety mm-hmm. holding that fucking TV. Yeah, I was. Inc- it took me uh, about an hour to, to get out of the box, get the, the get the um stand on, and get it on my. On I can't. My I can't use that stand. I, I can't use that stand. I have to. I can't really put it on the wall. Well, I didn't put it on the wall. I bought um a riser stand off of Amazon because oh, I, oh. yeah. So okay. um I can't use the stand because it's literally like a half an inch off the ground. And you can't put a soundbar in front of it because the soundbar is taller than uh, the stand is. Yes, yes, I did notice that. Oh, you haven't got a soundbar though, so it's not not a problem for me. But yeah, yeah, I can see how that is an issue with if you've got a soundbar. 
So I set mine up and we set it to the highest setting on the riser that I had. The riser I have has three levels and I set it to the highest one because I thought, oh, this will, I'll need this to be higher. And then I was actually like, no, this ain't working out. So I had to go through second anxiety of moving it down two <laughs> pegs. So I had to mount the TV on the riser twice and boy, that TV is now where it's going to be for the rest of its life. I'm never moving it again. <laughs> It'll, it'll it'll actually kill me if I if I try to move that TV again. But yeah, like I ran it through everything. I I ran the Switch through it. I ran the PS5, Xbox, um, tons of 4K content. I think the most impressive thing that I did was watch SD content mm. because the upscaling on that TV is insane. Yeah, it's pretty good, even for standard definition stuff, which is always a little bit ropey. But just because of its age, essentially, um, you need proper you know, proper grade software that upscale in the decent form, but they do it. It's pretty good. Yep. Yep. I have to use the internal apps instead of my Roku for Disney plus and Netflix though, because the TV is so good that like it, it <laughs> Disney, Disney plus and Netflix are problematic because they run at 60 FPS and mm. most TV shows don't run at 60 FPS. So it causes like a um. stutter. I don't. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So, I, if you use the internal apps like the uh, the WebOS, like it it fixes that stutter. But if you use like a Roku or a Fire Stick or something, like it doesn't refresh properly. So every like forty two seconds, you get like a little judder. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I have to use the internal apps for Netflix and Disney Plus. Everything else is fine. Like I watch Hulu and HBO and everything on. And the apps are pretty good on there, to be fair. I mean, I've got Apple TV where I usually watch my stuff, but the apps are, you know, all the main apps are there that I watch, and they're all, you know, they're not dodgy in any kind of way. You know, they're not poorly um, programmed or anything like that. So No, they're good, uh, but it does not have HBO, which not that yet. one hurts for me. HBO needs to get on new places because, like, that feels like the app that is only in, like, two places. And for a while, it wasn't even on It was Roku. the same way, too. I I haven't checked Peacock lately, but Peacock there for a while was like, you couldn't hardly, I feel like, get it on any smart TV. Yeah, it's weird because, and, and it's like, the consoles are weird like that, too. Like, Xbox gets everything, but PlayStation is missing a bunch of apps. And I don't understand, I get licensing, but, like, why would you license to Xbox but not PlayStation? Right. Why would you license to Samsung but not LG? I, I guess I just don't. I don't get it. So, the money. Yeah, I guess it's the money, but it's like, how can these companies not want to give that money? Because, like, don't you want that app on your TV? I mean, I don't know. You think so? I don't know, but yeah, the, it's ridiculous how good this fucking TV is. <laughs> And I actually got it on sale. Like, I bought it, and then it went on sale two days later, and they ended up giving me a refund. So that was nice. I say bloody should. Yeah, I got it for... I ended up paying thirteen fifty for it. Which I feel is a really good price for that TV. Yeah, it was a 55-inch? Yeah, it's a 55. I, I decided my office was a little too small for a 65, because that's what I was running. So I opted for the 55 for this one. It's worked out great. Like, it's, like, just the perfect size, like, for the distance that I sit from it. So. Yeah. Once you go OLED, you don't go back. Yeah, that's what they say, apparently. Yeah. I believe it now. <laughs>
Like, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a difference, so I booted it up. I loaded up a video game, and I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Once you go infinite black, you never go back. Oh, Jesus. I knew there was going to be a black oh. and back joke. Anyway, Wombat, you want to talk about video games? Sure, why not? Um, so, what did I play this week? Well, I played... I finished... Um, all six endings of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. All six? I'm assuming you could just yeah. reload, right? No, 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 no. I don't mean six, like, different choice endings. You mean it's like, like the game? The, the game has, like, six uh, storylines that end. Oh, kind of like um, how Odyssey had three. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, not to <clears throat> spoil anything, but there's, like... There's so that everybody's played enough of it to know that one of the pieces of it is uh, Aver and Stigard's relationship, and then there's the conquest of England in general, and like the all the alliances that you're building up throughout the game, um, and then there's the modern day storyline that has an ending associated with it, uh, and then there's two other that I don't feel comfortable spoiling. Um, that are essentially very similar, if not the same, but from different perspectives. Um, and so I finished all those up. Um, I, I really like, um, the way everything in that game kind of came together. I got to say though, the fact that there's so many kind of disjointed endings and the order they kind of fall in, um, took some of the impact out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's, um, I, I would have done it in a different order, I think, if I were them. Um, but, you know, to, to each their own, I guess. But it was uh, enjoyable, for sure. And I'm lo- really looking forward to the DLC at the end of the month, um, which is which takes place in Ireland. Um, so, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll pick up the DLC for that, for sure. Um... Let's see. Oh, and I, I think I finished at 90 hours or something like that. Holy 91, God, those games are big. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, there's still things I could do, um, but I, I have no desire to get the platinum because there's just like you have to you have to fish to get the platinum, and I the fishing to me is boring as hell in real life. So I'm not going to sit there and fish <laughs> in a video game. Um, Unless you're playing Sonic Adventure, then the fishing is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Well, then the fish is chasing you down a dock. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when you big the cat, you actually fish for Froggy, no. remember? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, the uh, Anyway, so I played some MLB The Show 20 uh, in preparation for 21 to come out and in celebration of the fact that the Cincinnati Reds are 6-2 and two to start the season. Um, I played... Uh, my son wanted to watch me play some stuff yesterday. He wasn't in the mood to play, but he was in the mood to watch me play something. So um, I played a little bit of the first Crash Bandicoot. Um, the first what? The first Crash Bandicoot. Oh, you broke up. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, sorry. Yeah, in the, the Insane Trilogy or whatever collection. On, was on PS4. I played it on the PS5. Uh, can you guys still hear me? Yeah, you kind of broke up there okay. while you were saying that, but yeah, I can hear you. All right. I think it may be because my computer went to sleep. Um, but I only played the first level of that. And then he wanted to watch me play Hollow Knight. I had never played Hollow Knight. 
Oh god. Um that game's fun, but it is hard. It is man. balls that hard. Hard. <laughs> um so I enjoyed what I played of it, but um I can't imagine that's a game I'm gonna necessarily drop back into a whole lot. Well it also doesn't like lead you by the <clears throat> excuse me, it doesn't lead by lead you by the hand, like it's very like obtuse in its direction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um I played about an hour of Skyrim on PC because I noticed it was in PC Game Pass and I thought, oh, I could play like an hour of Skyrim, so I played an hour of Skyrim. <laughs> um but mo uh, what I played the most of this week uh was Octopath Traveler. Um oh, yes. which I never got the chance to play on Switch um but is also on PC Game Pass. And uh I'm probably 4 hours in. Uh, and I really, really like that game so far. Um, it's, you know, very, it's got a very nostalgic feel to it. It, you know, feels a lot like, um, uh, an old school RPG. And I like the, the whole concept of it where you've got the eight different folks and you can start with any one of them, but the others you kind of run into along the way as you go. And when you run into one, they're kind of just getting ready to start their journey and so you can play through like their little opening to see where they got how they got to where they're at right now um yeah i like it a lot i'm i'm really enjoying it i like the combat with like the battle points that build up that you can spend to, to do combos and stuff um i'm really enjoying it so far so um and that that's about it. I was really struggling there to figure out what I wanted to move on to from uh, Valhalla, which always happens to me when I spend, you know, a lot of time in a game. I always really struggle to move on to something else. So um, Octopath gives me something good to move into. Gives you another multi double digit hour game to jump in. And triple digit hour game, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that's probably where I'll be spending uh, a lot of my time until uh, the DLC for Valhalla comes out um, and the show, obviously. So I have a question for you about the show. Are you going to buy it or are you just going to Game Pass it? I'm going to buy it. Um, and <clears throat> part of my reason, I, get, I need to confirm, but part of my reason is because I want to transfer my road to the show character to the next mm, yeah. uh, version. Uh, so I need to confirm that I can do that from PS4 to PS5. Um, but also, I don't have a Series X, and I want to play it on next gen. Um, so I'll I'll buy it. Um, I'm, I had already planned on buying it, so the fact that it's on Game Pass doesn't really change anything for me other than... Um, you know, it makes it, uh, uh, it would make it convenient for me to check and see what it's like on Xbox if I decide I want to do that. Yep. But not having a, a Series X, I want to play it on next gen, so. Gotcha. Yeah, was just curious because I know a lot of new people will be playing the show, and the cool thing is, is it'll be cross-play, so everybody can play with everybody. Yep. So. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, it's it's a good time to be a gamer, but we'll talk we'll, sure. we'll talk about some things later that maybe some people don't like video games anymore. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. 
Uh, all right. Well, I will wrap this up. I'll run through these indies real quick first because I don't really have a ton of other stuff to talk about. Um, so the first one I played is called Luck Slinger, and this is a spaghetti western side-scrolling game with hip-hop music, which might be the most interesting combination I've ever seen. Well, at least that I've seen in a while. Uh, and basically what it is, is, you start the level, it's very archaic 2D, like, pixels. Like, the characters are very, very low pixel count. Um, and it's a standard side-scroller, left to right, jump, shoot, that kind of stuff. Uh, but th- at the beginning of each level, you pick, like, a music track that you play while you're going through the level. Um, and it's just, it's got this, like, style to it that, that really makes it interesting to play. Um, there's nothing really kind of special about it. Like, it's pretty standard side-scroller, but it's just, it's the feel and the music and, like, kind of like the goofy dialogue and stuff that, that really, really makes it an interesting experience. Um, second game is called Cozy Grove, and it is a, another indie attempt at cloning Animal Crossing. So you are a character who winds up on this island, um... And then, obviously, you've got to start searching the island, meeting people. Uh, the hook to this, though, is that the island is full of paranormal bears. So, you meet the bears, and they're ghosts, and then, like, you talk to them, and you do little quests for them, and then they become uh, inhabitants of your island that you can walk around and talk to. It's a weird... It's a weird game. Uh... Yoko and Yuki Dr. Rat's Revenge is a Super Meat Boy style game where you're in a room, solve the puzzle, get to the end of the door, you know, go to the next level. Kind of uninspired, not a ton of fun. Uh, Raven Sword Shadowlands is the Rattalaka Jam, and it's a weird Rattalaka Jam because it's a freaking like, third person medieval knight sword and shield game. It kind of plays like garbage. I'm going to be real honest with you. Game does not play very good. Not a very fun game. Uh, Gravity Heroes. The name kind of says it all. It's a side-scrolling action game where you control the flow of gravity with the right stick. Um, and then you can do kind of like the platforming and combat by switching the gravity to jump you know, up, down, left, and right on different sides of the board. It's interesting. Uh, Breath Edge was a game that I, I think is really freaking cool, but I can't play it right now because, again, it feels like a weekly occurrence that an indie game comes out without the ability to invert the Y, the, the Y axis <laughs> in a first person game. Um, that game ends up being very different towards the end from my understanding. I mean, dude, that game is bonkers and I want to play it. So but bad. I'm telling you right now, it becomes a linear game halfway through. That's okay. It's like they finished... Because, the, well, the, the first bit, for anyone that's not familiar with that game, is like a survival game. And then they just kind of drop that aspect. Yeah, but, like, what what got me was, like, the, the, the humor. The chicken? The, well, the, the chicken's fantastic. I'm not going to lie. But I love the little opening sequence where you're being interrogated by the robots. And you get the option to spit on him. <laughs> or you get the option to replace the cigarette with a carrot. It's like, are you offended by 
Smoking in video games, we do not condone this. Do you want to change it to something else? They change it to a carrot. <laughs> I mean, the game, the game is legitimately funny. What was that, like, the opening credit crawl? It's like, from the makers of The Matrix, and then, like, it's like, but not really. And it says, directed by, his name's not important. We're not going to put it here. It's just, I was laughing while I was playing the game. Like, it is... That game is interesting. I want to play it, um, but I can't because the fucking stick inversion drives me crazy, man. Um, played Overwatch in 120 frames a second with VR on an OLED. <laughs> I think I might have cried a couple times while I was playing because it looks and feels so good. So good. Uh, my son and I started a Mario 3D World playthrough. Um, and as you can imagine, it's it's as infuriating as you can imagine playing Mario 3D World with a 10-year-old. And he's falling off the map, messing around. I'm trying <laughs> to collect the green stars. Or or the, the Nessie levels where you can both control Nessie. You're like screaming at the screen. Go right, go right, go right. Stop jumping every other. Stop it. <laughs> but no, that's yeah. Uh... Kids aren't meant for Mario games. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. We're having a good time. Uh, and then the last game I want to talk about is a game. I'm surprised nobody else played it. It was free. It's a new Odd World. Nobody played Odd World. It's not free for me. I don't have a PlayStation phone. It's on PS4. Yeah. Uh, no, it's only free no. for PlayStation 5. Is it really? Yeah. Sony is fucking... Yeah, I... We'll talk about how Sony's fucking up a lot lately, but... <laughs> what the fuck, yeah. man? Yeah, no, I, I did not play it either, Ken. Oh, son of a bitch. Like, Apparently it's very pretty. Yeah, it, it's a gorgeous game. Um, If you're a fan of Oddworld, obviously this it's another one of those. Uh, but what kind of changes this time around is... It's got a it's got a lot of systems driven gameplay. So like when you first start the game, it's it's pretty standard odd world. You're left to right, kind of quirky jumping and climbing, you know, ledges, things like that. Um, but you very early on get these water bottles, and these water bottles are like um, items that you can throw to put out fire. Um, but then like it slowly ramps up. And it's like, well, it starts introducing new mechanics. So the second mechanic is it introduces this bottle of liquid that you can also throw, but this antagonizes fire. So it makes fire spread. So as you can imagine, this starts like the ability to solve puzzles using fire and water, but also it's physics-based. So if you light something on fire, it will actually burn it and move it out of the way. Um, so there's a lot of those kind of systems. I'm only on like the third level, I think, right now, but... It it slowly introduces new things. So like, it introduces the the possession mechanic pretty early on, the stealth mechanic. Um, obviously, the collecting mudokins and moving them into new areas to rescue them. Um, and there's just a lot more systems driven gameplay than any of the past Odd World games. Now, it still continues. Like, if I remember correctly, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but this is a the first direct sequel to the first game. Uh, I think this is just a remake of. No, he's already escaped Rupture Farms. Hold on, what is it? What is, what is this one called? Soulstorm. I'm pretty sure it's a remake. Give me a minute. Oh, he's already escaped Rupture Farms, so it can't be I, a remake. There was 
there was no all, new and tasty was a remake of the first one. Soulstorm is a sequel. Yeah, it's a hold on. Yeah, Oddworld new new and tasty and a reimagining of 1998's Oddworld Abe's Exodus. That was new and tasty. This is That's not a... new... no. It is a continuation of Oddworld new and tasty and a re and a reimagining of 1998's Oddworld Abe's Exodus. That's what it says. Exodus Exodus was the second one. Yeah. Yes. So this is a sequel to the first game. I don't know how many times I can repeat this. Yes. The uh, New and Tasty was a remake of Abe's Odyssey. Which is the first game. Soulstorm is a reimagining of Abe's Exodus. Yeah. That's what I said. Which is the second game. Oh my good lord. Okay. (laughs) What what am I I missing here? You were saying it's a sequel to the the thing, and I'm like, yeah, it's a remake of the, the game. I thought you said it was a remake of the first game. No. That's why I was the arguing with you. of the second game. Yeah. So basically the yeah, Quintology is still not finished. Yes, that's that was my point. <laughs> He's never going to finish the Quintology. In ten years we're going to get a remake of Soulstorm. No, in ten years we'll get a remake of uh, Stranger's Wrath. Oh, you've already had that. HD, HD version. They didn't make a remake of... Stranger's Wrath, did they? They just up, yeah, they, they well, just they, up-resed they, it. They pulled, they, they, um, what do you call it? They, uh, they shined it up, polished it up. Which is funny because they only released the HD version of Stranger's Wrath on the Switch. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, they did. It's on the Vita. That's not, that's, that's worse, John. No, it's not the point. You said they only released on the Switch. Okay, well that's still that's still worse. Like, how do you release it? That's worse, John. How do you release a game called the HD version, which is like insinuating that you upresed it and you release it on the lowest res machines out there? Hold on, it, it's it's available on PC. It's uh, it's available on Switch. It's also available on Android and iOS <laughs> and Vita. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. I just Vita. stop it. Vita is just a weird. The whole well, I don't know why. Anyway, Soulstorm is gorgeous. Like visually, it is gorgeous. Um, my only complaint so far, well, my only complaint so far is that the cutscenes are unskippable. Ugh. Now, granted, they are amazing. Yeah, but. It sucks though. Like, that you... just... Yeah. Yeah, and, and what sucks is like every are time they... you boot the game, you have to watch the intro cutscene. Are they at least pausable? They are pausable. You can press the start okay. button, and or, I'm sorry, the options button, and you there's can no such thing as a start button anymore. Yeah, that's true. There's no start button on any machine, not even the Switch. Nope. It's a plus. Button. I will still call it the start button for the rest of my life. And every now and then I'll say, press the start button, and my son will go, what are you talking about? There's no start (laughs) button, Dad. And he'll go, you mean the options button? Or whatever it's called on Xbox. It's the hamburger button. It's called the hamburger. Yeah. So, what I want to say about Soulstorm is, is like, in my opinion, there are two kinds of games when it comes to challenge, because this is a challenging game. Um... It's one of those games where you're going to get into a situation, you're going to die, you're going to have to do it over, you're going to have to learn from your mistakes. There's two kinds of games like that, and one works for me and one doesn't. There's the kind of game where when you die, um, or when you realize you've messed up a puzzle, you immediately kill yourself because you know the restart is you know, less than 30 seconds behind you. And there are those games where, oh my god, I messed this up, but i got to try to salvage it because if I die, I'm going to have to do all this crap over again. Oddworld ticks that first box and it makes it fun. It's kind of got that trials mentality. 
of like, oh, well, I fucked this up, but that's okay because I'm only like 30 seconds back. So like this game checkpoints constantly. So if you do go... That's my one, that's my one annoyance with um, Control. Control does not. No, the the checkpoints of Control are terrible, but thankfully ah. like that game is not... It's not a lot of trial and error. Like if you die in Control, it's no, because no. you you just died. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, I just noticed it a couple of times, like, it, I'd gone through, like, that map, because that map's, yeah, Control's map is part of its charm, I guess. Um, it's an unusual map, and you can lose your way very easily. And so finding yourself back to a, 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 a cleanse point, like, 15 corridors away, it's slightly annoying. But, you know, I'm, by the by. Yep, yep, Oddworld nails this, because there's literally, like, one of those checkpoints every... Like, after almost every screen, you're getting a checkpoint. So, like, there were times where I would, like, play around with things because I knew that even if I died, I was only going to lose about 30 seconds. And I guess it's um, instant loading. Uh, When you're in the game, yes, but loading into a level does take about 12 seconds. It's, oh, my God. And the only reason I notice it is because it's longer than most of these new games. So, so so it's horrible and you know yeah. third world problem. Twelve twelve seconds. I don't know 12, how I don't know how people seconds. survive. Hey, if I you're know. playing if you're playing it on an OG PS4, it takes like forty five seconds to load. So that's unnatural. It's unnatural. Yeah. But no, uh, if you have a PS5 and you have PlayStation Plus, download this game. It's really good, especially if you enjoyed the older Oddworld games. So. Yeah, it's a good month for PlayStation Plus between that and Days Gone, which we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so what's PlayStation Plus on PS4 then, if it's not on PS4? Well, it's Days Gone and what's the other game this month? There's three games. They give you two PS4 and one PS5 game. Uh, okay. What yeah, was... but so don't don't you already get games or Days Gone in that PlayStation Plus collection? Uh, Is that only on PS5? That's only on PS5, though. Okay. The PlayStation Plus collection is only if you own a PS5. I gotcha. Yep. Which is, again, we'll talk about this later, but Sony is some fucking weird shit going on over there. Yeah, I'm sure we will discuss it in a bit. Oh, there's yeah, well, there's, there's a lot to talk about between that stuff. and PlayStation Now and PlayStation... Oh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Anyway, let's talk about what's coming out this week, because there's a couple things out this week. Uh, Rain on Your Parade, which is uh, also launching straight into Game Pass. My- my son is so excited for that game. He's already got it preloaded. Yeah, yeah, what I do. That? I do too. I I don't even know what it is, but it's on Game Pass, so I preloaded it. Yeah. What's it called? Rain on my parade. Rain on your yep. parade. You play as a you play as a rain cloud, and you rain on people. Um, oh, okay. But he he saw the trailer for it and was immediately like, "We have to pre-download this game." <laughs> um, or pre whatever it is on Game Pass. Yeah. So. Yep, that's out this week for PS5 and Xbox, I think. Or maybe it's just Xbox. Excuse me, maybe it's just Xbox, but it is launching into Game Pass. So you'll be able to check that out. Uh, MLB The Show 21 Digital Deluxe Edition. So that's not the Game Pass version. The Game Pass version does not launch till the 20th. So Yeah, that's the one. If you um, if you buy the Digital Deluxe Edition, you get it early. Yep, that's like 90 bucks for the next-gen version of that, I think. I still do in yeah, that. Yeah, for a whole sucks. bunch of junk that, like, for... Stubs and uh, packs for Ultimate Team and 
I mean, for as many sports games as I play, I have never found one where the stupid card game mode held any degree of pull for me. Yeah. I'm sure it's popular because it's literally in everything, and I can't imagine they would put it in everything if it wasn't popular. But that's just one feature that is completely over my head. I could not see myself caring about the card collecting stuff, no matter what. I've tried it in Madden, and I'm just like, I don't like this. Like it just well, it makes EA a lot of money, hence the reason why it's in everything. Sure, I'm confident it does. Like I said, somebody's got to be jonesing for this stuff, otherwise they yeah. wouldn't keep putting it in everything. But. Yep, agreed. And you get to play four days early for spending an extra 20 bucks. I think that's ridiculous that they still do that shit. Yeah. Uh, and Tribal Pass. Whatever that is. I don't know what that is. And that's it for next gen. Or current gen. We've got Poison Control. Saga Frontier Remastered. Uh, and Super Meat Boy Forever is also making its way to PlayStation and Xbox this week. Oh yeah, of course. I forgot that was um that Switch originally was a uh, yeah Switch only for a bit. Mm. Uh, and that's it for Xbox and PlayStation. It is a light week, but that does not mean that there are no Switch games. Because oh my goodness, <laughs> there are a lot of Switch games as there is every week. All right, let's go. Uh, Make that money, boy. Dot Cat. Uh, Candy Match Kitties. <laughs> Checkers Master. <laughs> I know that one's funny, right? The Candy Match Kitties is. Yeah. That's classic. Yeah. Uh, Checkers Master and Sudoku Master. Uh, hike. Cannon Brawl. Yeah, it's, just, it's just called Hike. I don't. Hike. It's either a football simulator or a walking simulator. I don't know which one. <laughs> Cannon Brawl. Isolomus. Isolomus? Is that how you say I-S-O-L-O-M-U-S? I don't know. Yes, this is good as mine. Kingdom of Arcadia. Night Squad 2. Reactor X. Dayland Pocket Planet Edition. Dragon Audit. Dragon doing his taxes and shit. Dragon <laughs> audit. Yeah, dragon <laughs> audit. That's where you say you've got more dragons than you actually have. And then you... <laughs> Get rebate on your dragons. <laughs> uh, God strike. Live stream escape from Hotel I- Izanami. Myastare ruins of Days Nif. I don't think two of those are words, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pocoyo Party Oh, Rain on Your Parade is coming to the Switch So it is on there uh, Relicta Saga Frontier Remastered Stitchy and Tuki Trouble Oh yeah, I've been waiting on that okay. uh, Team Troopers The Dark Side Detective A Fumble in the Dark I believe that's Like a fumble in the dark <laughs> The sequel to what? I believe that's the sequel uh, Dark, uh, to Dark Side Detective. Didn't um, the Dark, Dark Side Detective just launch on Xbox last week? Yeah. It's been on PC forever, though. Okay, so basically they're like stringing out releases. Yeah. Mm. Uh, throw It, Animal Park. 
Now, this... <laughs> Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> hold on. Throw it, Animal yeah. Park. Throw it, exclamation point, Animal Park. That's the name of the game. So, you just go around throwing animals? Or maybe you throw things at the animals? I don't know. God, neither one of those is good. You've never tossed tater tots <laughs> at a panda? I don't like the consequences of either one of those. <laughs> you don't, you've never tossed tater tots at a panda bear? I have not. I've also never tossed a panda bear. That's true. At tater tots? Yeah. If I threw a um, if I threw a panda at tater tots, we'd be having a different conversation. Yes, well, you and the panda probably wouldn't be having much of a conversation at all. They'd <laughs> it'd probably just be eating you. That's true. Anthony, you, um, you were saying something. I made the mistake of looking up dragon on it. Oh God! It's well, somebody actually. Is it exactly story... what we thought it was? You wish it was. I, I actually I do. I might buy it. Story rich gameplay inspired by point and click comedy classics, told with an anime inspired 3D visual style and modern controller friendly input. Oh. It's a walking simulator with a cute heartfelt story and light puzzle solving. And oh, oh god, where is it? Um, it? Let me just read the stupid thing that I found on Google. Dragon Audit is a hilarious. Sure it is. Adventure game <laughs> following following a brave battle accountant who storms the castle to rescue rescue a princess, but unexpectedly rescues a lonely dragoness instead. Oh. Anime. But he, but he is an accountant. It, He's an accountant. He's a thousand-year-old dragon. Listen, you, you buy all the weird anime booby game things you want. You, you Yeah. I, All right. I'm not interested. Anyways. So this, this next game has the worst name ever, but I promise you, if you go watch a trailer of this, you'll want to play it like I do. It's called Battle Axe. <laughs> Battle Axe. That's, that's like a terrible name, but if you see this game, you'll be like, I want to play that. Um, Colorfall. Driving World Nordic Challenge. Heal Console Edition. And Snowball Collections Bubble. If that is a word. I don't know if that's a word. Hmm. I'm not sure it is. Yeah. Alright, let's do some news. Save the Sony conversation for last, so we'll run through everything else first. Uh, Microsoft announced this week that there are more than 50 touch control compatible games available as part of Xbox Cloud Gaming. Also, the Xbox Cloud Gaming should be arriving on iOS... Very soon. Good. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition has gone gold. They have also overhauled the achievements, which they talked about in a uh, blog post. What do you mean they've just changed them up? Yeah, so like, I guess because the originals, they were a little messy. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I played them, but... Mm. Uh, gamer score leaderboards are returning to the Xbox mobile app. That's cool. I'd like to get achievements. I still haven't got that update. They are doing that, though. They are adding them in, aren't they? So uh, the, Most people apparently. already have it. It's been rolling out over the oh, month of April, but I don't have it yet. No, I don't. Sons of Octopath, bitches. by the way, on uh, uh, PC Game Pass, and I assume on uh, Xbox as well, is one of those games that has five-point achievements. Oh, Jesus. And some of them are pretty easy to get. So if you're one of those people that's weird about achievements and you're sitting on five points, um, <laughs> boot up Octopath for like 
a half an hour and you'll get a five point achievement. You can balance your score out. Sweet. I stopped worrying about that because it was just that oh, the anxiety was too much. <laughs> Dude, well, was... as soon as as soon as they started adding in games that had like seven point achievements and yeah, stuff, it was like two point achievements. Oh, fuck that noise! I gotta pull up my score just real quick because I don't know that I've ever I've I've looked at it recently enough to know, but I don't think I've had an even numbered achievement score in probably ten years. Yeah, well, actually, it is now. Holy shit, it is. Look at that. It's 395,740. Well, hey, don't play another game. No, John. <laughs> no. Um. So, according to this report, I don't know how true this is. I know that there's a lot of talk about chip shortage, and that's why we can't get these consoles the way we normally would. Um, yep. According to this report, the Xbox Series X and S shortage is partially caused by a $1 Display adapter or display driver. Hmm. Okay, what does that make? Is that just a bit? because <clears throat> uh, it's probably not worth making. Or that one. Or that piece that goes into it is is in shortage because of COVID or something. It's just funny that there's a one dollar piece of technology. No, I, I I reckon it's probably to do with the fact that because of the shortage there's a piece in there that probably will go on something that will make more than a dollar. So they're probably using them on those and therefore causing a shortage of this $1 item. I bet that's something to do with it. That's possible. That sucks. So the next news story that I have is something that destroyed the internet late last week. According to Jeffy Grub Grub, our favorite insider man, so let's 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 back up for a minute. So, the PlayStation blog posted a trailer for a new game called Abandoned. Did anybody watch that trailer? Yes. That game looks cool. It does look cool. So, internet sleuths started picking apart the fact that that dev has not posted anything for like years. They have a very small social media presence. The acronym for their studio is BB, and they were like, "Is this another Joaquin Noah? You know, uh-huh. fake." Hideo Kojima thing? Is this like his name? Yeah. What was funny too is I, I said on Twitter if it's if it's definitely not, it's funny that just coincidentally the, the guy that's listed as the director, his initials are HK. Yeah. It's crazy how much of this pointed towards this being another one of those. Yes. Okay. So the developer came out and said, nah nah, that's that's not what's happening. We just, you know, we're too busy making the game, we ain't got time for social media, blah blah blah. So Jeff Grubb tweeted out, this is obviously not a Kojima thing, because Kojima's next game is, he's in works with Microsoft, and in fact, it's just, it's just the lawyer signing papers before they announce this. So basically, Kojima's next game will be front-loaded by Microsoft and exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem. (laughs) Well, that, did it for the PlayStation? I mean, why not? Well, let me tell you why not, John, because... I'm getting paid. Was yeah, so it because John it's he's a traitor and all of Kojima's <laughs> games suck now. <laughs> oh, he's a traitor. Yeah. I, I mean not? listen, I, what's good for the goose is good for the gander here. Yep. Ultimately it sucks for everybody. Um for him to make yeah. a game that's exclusive to the X well, it doesn't suck for Xbox players. Um it it sucks for all the folks that 
don't get to play his next game. But I mean, again, um, his last game was exclusive to the PlayStation. So, and it didn't. I don't think it did big numbers. No, it didn't. It, so it didn't. It didn't do what you would think it was. But apparently, not, it made twenty million on PC. Sure, but did it make back the money it spent? Is the question. Uh, who knows? Because there, that game definitely cost a lot to make. I'm sure it did. So it's one of those things where it's like, well, you go to whoever funds your game, which is the reason why I'm not the the, the reason why I'm not angry when someone is like, I'm going to make a new game. I need this much money. Okay, this this company has asked us to make an exclusive. It's when the Epic Game Store was kind of the talk of the town. Um, about their exclusives they weren't doing that they were just taking games that were already being made and it was like no fun games that you know that wouldn't be made otherwise um which then you know google tried to do that with stadia and then just were like yeah never mind and then pulled all their funding so you know look games games are expensive so i it's as, as much as a uh gamer i hate to see stuff end up exclusive this stuff's only going to keep happening at a much more frequent rate. And these guys are, are, are going to keep buying studios and all of that stuff because games aren't getting any cheaper to make unless you're making, you know, indie games. Um, if you're making triple a games, they are expensive as hell to make. And, you know, this kind of stuff's going to keep happening. I, I hate it. Because I wish everybody could play everything, but at the same time, it's like I can't, I can't begrudge a guy if Microsoft or Sony comes to him and says, "We want to pay you X amount of money, however much it costs to get this game off the ground." Who's going to say no to that? Exactly, especially when a place like Microsoft has been recently really out there saying, you know, "Hey, we'll we'll pay you to make this game, but we're not going to tell you how to make it." Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's kind of Kojima's thing, right? That's good. Yeah, yeah they're, the, they're, they're the Yankees of the early to mid two thousands right now, where they're not deve- they're not um, their in house stuff is not as impressive as it could be, so they just go out and buy a whole bunch of people that can win them a championship. Yeah, exactly. And it's making waves every week. We're talking about what Xbox did this week. Well, um, it, uh, this week clearly it's an incredibly poor time to be a Sony fanboy. Hey, we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Just hang on. Just hang on. Nice, nice I mean, try of the segue, though. I will give you that. I, I will give there's you the segue, much, but I've got other much always, It's pretty much always a bad time to be a fanboy for any, well, either yeah. one of these things. Yeah, there's always it, something going on. That's that's a very good statement. Um, to kind of um, move on, Sony, uh, according to God of War creator, Sony has an Xbox Game Pass counterpunch, which, I mean, we all knew that eventually they would have to do something. Sure. Um, which, whether that's and, rebranding PlayStation Now or something completely new, we don't know. Yeah. Um, the, benefit they have, the benefit that Sony has in that arena is that if it's like Game Pass and it, it includes all their first-party games, their first-party output has been much better no, in no. the last yeah, three or yeah. four years. So. I'd subscribe in a heartbeat to a, a, a service that allowed me PlayStation exclusives day one. Yeah. Heartbeat. I'd be right there. For sure. Yep. Um, kind of curtailing off of that, 
let's talk about PlayStation Now and the games for the month of April. What the fuck? Three really good games. <clears throat> Marvel's Avengers. And I'm not speaking to the quality of game. I'm speaking to the... <laughs> Wait, this is PlayStation Now? This is PlayStation Now. Okay. Marvel, PlayStation. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, Borderlands 3, and Zombie Army 4, I think, were the three games added this month. Which, by the way, if you want to compete with Game Pass, three games a month ain't going to fucking cut it, number one. No. <laughs> um, but those are three really quality... <clears throat> excuse me, games to get into your quote-unquote streaming service, which you can also download. The catch to this is they're only the PS4 versions of those games. Yeah, which is just fucking weird. <laughs> it's like when they gave away just the PS4 version of the uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, which they won't even allow you to upgrade to the new one. Right. Or right. or gave away just the PS5 version of Odd World Soul Store. Which makes no sense because last month or the two months ago they gave away control, but it was both versions. Right. So this it drives me crazy. And and this all goes back to the Sony I, I feel like when Sony first developed PS5, they're like, nah, fuck it. You know, generation stop. Only PS5. We're not doing this PS4. Then they saw what Microsoft had done, they'd be like, hold 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 on, 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 hold on. Can we kind of, like, makeshift this in here? Everything from the cloud saves to the system installing both versions of the game makes you feel like this is the most half-assed shit. Yeah, Yeah, it's clear it wasn't designed that way from the beginning. Yeah, and it makes it frustrating now because you're like, well, if I subscribe to PlayStation now, I can play Marvel's Avengers, which is really cool, but I can't play that new version for the PS5. So we've, we've we've got Sony, which has some really great PlayStation 5 exclusives coming. Yep. But has really struggled to incorporate the stuff from the last generation. You've got Xbox, who've done basically a perfect job of incorporating all the stuff from the prior generation, but ain't got shit on the horizon <laughs> uh, on the next-gen side. And it's like, can we just can we just have one of them that, like, <laughs> is doing both? Like, can we just have one of these $500 machines that is competent <laughs> at both? Nah. No, you can't. I mean, eventually you'll get there. Eventually, yeah. I mean, at this point, what do we got for the rest of the year? Like, Sony's got Ratchet, which is like their big game that I know is coming out in 2021. Microsoft has Halo. Yeah, potentially. I mean, they still haven't said. I don't think. Halo's delayed, isn't it, for 2022? No, it's not, John. It is. They still haven't said that... um, that so any story any of their other... That was fake, John! That was an April oh. Fool's joke, and you got fooled by it, too. All right, all right, mate, calm down. Let, let oh, Ryan say what he's got to say, Twitter? motherfucker. I'm making Jesus. noise, too! The, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so, Sony, I don't think, has yet confirmed, and not that this is something they would necessarily confirm, but they have instead specifically that their big ticket stuff isn't coming out this year. It just is probably not likely. Nah. Um, like Horizon and God of War. They haven't officially confirmed either one of those for 2022. Um, it's just becoming increasingly unlikely. Well, here's the thing, Ryan. We got to have one every week, right? A delay? Sure. This week yeah, we had another one. We got another one this week. It's Deathloop. It's now been delayed to September yep. 14th. Yep. Which I'm really looking forward to that game, and if they need 
um, an extra couple months to make it better. I'm all for that. Absolutely. I'm, I really like Arcane Studios, and I'm really looking forward to that game. So I hope it's good. I, Arcane stuff has never clicked with me the way I wanted it to, um, so hopefully people enjoy this game. Uh, I'm making sure, because I want I wanted to spend the rest of the time... Oh, Age of Empires 4 was shown off on Saturday afternoon. I mean, I'd really like these games to come to console. I love those old games, but I don't know that I'll play this. Yeah, I don't care about those kind of games. So, can uh, I just quickly yeah, before we move into okay? So, well, I'm not going into Sony um, yet. Just okay, go ahead. Well, um, I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, um, but I, I want to just because I've done some research on it. Um, so, in the world of because because of the Sony stuff happening as of late, speaking of more of the stores closing, the digital stores. Um, of course, you have limited runs out, out there going, well, this is kind of why we exist and stuff. Um, and, and like I've said in the past, there's limited run. There is uh, special reserve. Uh, there's a couple others that exist, but those are the two kind of big ones, I would say. Um, and then you have, of course, all the your independent publishers. Um, and as of late, it's like... I think the last release that I thought was a bit odd was the Turrican collection. Oh yeah. I and forgot Turrican, that came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the Turrican collection, if you buy it digitally or physically in store, it is published by a company uh, called in, in now I probably pronounce, I probably pronounced that wrong because it's like a Japanese term apparently, but it's a UK company. So they uh, also published space invaders um bubble bobble for friends however the reason why i bring that up isn't because oh look at the good job they're doing if you know about strictly limited games they've been selling the same games too their business model is a bit more like limited runs original business model now limited run mainly does pre-orders for their bigger stuff and there's the rare occurrence where they only produce 3,000 because it's not going to be as popular of a title. Um, Strictly Limited is UK-based. All their stuff is expensive. And I'm not just talking, like, because I live in Canada. It's expensive. Um, Outright. And they are the same company as Inin. They are owned by a company called United Games. And so United Games has been taking these collections. So uh, with um, the Turrican, they released two different cartridges by strictly limited, which had all the Turrican games across the two cartridges, uh, including the director's cut that was included, I believe on the mega NT or super NT from um, uh, analog, um, which are like a director's cut of Turrican, super Turrican, super Turrican two. Um, they have limited the versions that you get on their mass-produced, so you buy their more expensive version, and they are not putting that stuff digitally. So uh, while I understand the digital stores are like the PlayStation 3 store is closing, um, the memory options for a Switch are a lot better with a microSD card, and you cannot have easy access to all that all those games. Now, the Turrican's a bit different, of course, but then their Space Invaders collection, 
which is a complete Japanese release. They have all the games attached. They actually took out the majority of the collection for their main release that they did via in-in on the eShop and the version that you can buy in store to then sell the more expensive version via Strictly Limited. It's a really fucked up business practice that they're basically cutting down these releases and forcing you to buy from their more expensive store when clearly the money that they're making between the two are going to be the same because they've just bought the licenses and then they've cut a bunch of shit out. I, I just, no one's talking about this online and it's really fucking irritating to know that the digital releases of games are being um, kneecapped to sell more expensive physical versions. And then they're selling physical versions of that kneecapped product as well. And it's like, I've looked it up and like, I saw one Reddit comment talking about this. And it's, I know it's not everybody's thing, but it's just like, I don't know where else to talk about it. Cause it's not like we really run articles on the website, but like somebody has to say something about it. Like I want people to know that like at least limited run when they do their limited special editions, not making you buy from them. They're still digital copies. Like they're releasing Shantae on the switch again. Um, and they're doing a digital version of it. They're not just saying you have to buy the physical cartridge if you want it. I, again, I thought this was important. The silence says everything. <laughs> no, no, I don't know enough about it to speak to it, but you're right. Well, it's... Yeah, me so, too. so, so another thing that, that kind of bothers me is that um, they are publishing Clockwork Aquario, which is apparently the unfinished game from the creators of Wonder Boy. Um, it was a arcade ROM that wasn't finished. So they've done work, apparently. I, again, I don't know the quality. I don't know what unfinished state it was in. And I don't know how much work they're actually doing to finish it. But it was an arcade game, so you know it's a score attack. And they're releasing it. But are they going to force me to buy it via their physical cartridge only? Like, they have not said that they're doing a digital release at all. It's like, this company is... Th- Anything negative you can say about limited run, this company is actually doing the things though. Like they're limiting the copies. They're not doing pre-orders. They're holding on to video games hostage. Basically that's fucked up. Like I don't know of any other company that's done that. Like, you know, there's certain games that they wanted you to buy. Like it's the, it's the extreme version of like the Uplay pass that, or whatever the fuck Ubisoft pass and stuff that they used to do. But now it's full games that they didn't even make. They're just publishing. They're just trying to create scarcity. Yeah. And yeah, you can emulate a lot of this stuff. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter that because like, if you go to the Japanese eShop, you can buy the Japanese version of that Space Invaders game with all the games included. But then you go to the English eShop and it's got three of the 10 or so. For full price. Yeah, of course. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. It's, so. it's extremely fucked up. Um, speaking, kind of kind of going off of that, I don't know if you saw this. I'm sure you did. But um, somebody has a has a disc of the Castlevania game from the Dreamcast. Yeah. That they're auctioning on eBay. And I know a bunch oh, of fucking... the um, like preservation sites have been trying to pay for it, but they can't quite afford it. Um, so I'll be interested to see where that shows up. By the way, 
little little uh, personal tidbit there. I've actually played that game. I was at that E3 that it was at. So, okay. I'd this, love to see that happens. game. I'd love to see that game get dumped somewhere because I thought it was interesting. Granted, it was very rough when I played it, but still. Yeah, this isn't the uh, unfortunately the first time that like a person has found something and then put it up for auction. I remember a long time ago, uh, Unseen sixty four, who used to be one of the bigger names in preservation materials and not so much anymore. Um, they had the option of buying either a Glover 2 prototype or the prototype to Mystical Ninja. And it was one of those, <clears throat> we have to make a choice. Like, that's so shitty that you want to preserve these, both these games, but you have to make a choice to do it because these people are just auctioning them off. And if you don't buy them, they just disappear, yeah, uh, into a collector's hands potentially. So, capitalism, yay! Yeah, that's how yeah. it works. Uh, speaking of capitalism, uh, WWE 2K22 was announced during WrestleMania last night. <laughs> yeah, it was, yes, <laughs> did, it was. Did somebody? Did somebody? Hey, not get... even just speaking of American capitalism. There, you're speaking of Saudi Arabian capitalism oh. too. So, <laughs> absolutely. I just, um, how did they announce it? Did someone come out and get stuck in the ladder halfway and then just <laughs> shake around violently yeah. and fall off? Yeah. No, they had a trailer. It's got, uh, I think, pretty heavily features Rey Mysterio, who, by the way, they didn't even see fit to put on the actual WrestleMania card and had him do his, quote, WrestleMania match on SmackDown the day before. So um, this is great. It's great planning to heavily feature Rey Mysterio in your trailer for your brand new WWE game and then not even have him on WrestleMania. Oh, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, one last WWE. Yeah, one yeah. last tidbit before we go into the Sony conversation. Uh, according to rumor reports, Valve is looking to put Xbox Game Pass onto Steam. Wow. Yeah. Clever. So we'll see how that pans out. Between that, Discord, oh, everything, Microsoft's going Xbox Game Pass going to be everywhere except for PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. By the I, way, just a... Uh, um, oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was going to say, because I thought we were going to go into the Sony thing, I was going to say, I have no idea what Ken's been talking about. Sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to say, I was just going to I was just gonna make a comment, because I know none of you guys really um, are that into it, so I just wanted to, to, to bring up the fact that at WrestleMania last night, they actually had a 30-minute rain delay. Um before the show Ryan. started because it was yes because it's an outside it was an outdoor show um and so they had a half hour rain delay before they could even actually start night one of, of the two night wrestlemania and one of the performers coming down uh <laughs> slipped and fell uh down the ramp uh when she was coming down to the ramp. i, 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 I saw the, the gif the online yeah i saw the gif yeah, the funny thing is, people have taken still pictures of it, and there's a part where she's like leaned straight back, and people have photoshopped it into the Michael Jackson Smooth Criminal video where he's leaning <laughs> forward. The internet is very fast yeah. and very funny. I'm, so, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure someone has put Randy Orton into that. <laughs> I don't think they have yet. They will. Out of nowhere. they will, for sure. All right, let's talk about this Sony news because. Ooh, so there was a report that came out Friday? I think it was Friday. Uh, was was a 
a Jason Schreier special, the Mr. You know, inside information that internally in Sony, there are lots of bad blood going around because like we joke about on the show kind of regularly, Sony's template going forward for video games is big budget hit or nothing. And kind of the crux of the story was that Ben Studio, the studio that created Days Gone, um, was actually rejected in, in requesting to build a Days Gone sequel and instead were tasked with remastering for the second time The Last of Us. No, I thought Last of Us was... So I do know what you're talking about. I just didn't realize this was as big of a thing as... So no, the, the from my understanding, it was some bigger names at Sony had dis- developed a new studio. They were going to remake The Last of Us. Why that would be the thing that you go to remake is beyond me. It's already been remastered. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but okay, sh- sure. So the, they were going to do that. Then Sony handed it back to uh, Naughty Dog. Be like, no, remake this. And so that studio just kind of folded i guess what i I don't even know like basically sony is just saying like if the game is not going to be a multi-million seller we don't want to bother with it Mm. actually Um, no it's worth pointing out that that's not their attitude because days gone was a multi-million seller it was the biggest sony game of 2019 yet that still doesn't get bend studios the option to make another one. How crazy is that? What are they thinking? It's like, it's it was the biggest selling game for them of but a year. Still not good enough. But it wasn't critically it's clear. That's what I was just getting ready to say. It's clear that a big driver for their behavior is critical acclaim. Now, as to why that's the case, I'm not sure. Um, but if you look at it's the um, so you can you can sense it not just sort of through this story, but even amidst um, the the general gaming community, I feel like the general sense is that if it's a Sony exclusive, it's going to be a an absolute critically acclaimed masterpiece of gaming. And listen, they've they've put out um, they have a, a track record of putting out masterpiece criti- critically acclaimed games in the last five years or so. And because of that, quite honestly, Days Gone has kind of felt like an outlier this whole time. Um, because it's like one of one of the only exceptions to that rule in the last five years. Um, and I, I have heard people say that it's a pretty good game. Uh, I haven't played it yet. But it, it's always kind of felt like it was an ugly stepchild because... It's the only one I can think of off the top of my head in the last five years that hasn't been critically acclaimed. I mean, Death Stranding uh, wasn't critically acclaimed, but it's a Kojima yeah, but I don't. Game, that's, so. Yeah, that's not really a that's not really a Sony. It was a Sony exclusive, but it wasn't really a Sony game. It wasn't um, a first party game, yeah. Right. So, so um, but like everything, everything else that they've put out has been critically acclaimed. And so it, this feels to me more like it has to do with quality than um, sales. Because John's right, Days Gone sold like crazy. 
I um, don't like that idea because um as as good as Uncharted was, Uncharted two was so much better. And to not give Ben Studios the chance to considering it was a financial success, to iterate and maybe improve on it seems very harsh, especially since those guys obviously worked very hard on that game. And uh, to be pushed aside as a remake kind of support studio, essentially, is is a kick in the teeth. Yeah, so, I don't disagree with you at all, John, but I will say it's a completely different environment than it was when the first Uncharted came out. Mm, um, it's a shame. And even the first Uncharted was, you're right, it only got like eight or eight and a halfs in the reviews. But if, if you think about how many games came out after the first uncharted that sort of aped that style, um, how it many was people, pretty influential. How many people used Nolan North to basically play the same character? <laughs> I, and I'm yeah. not even, I'm not even kidding. It was just like no. to everybody jokes about it, but like he did a, such a good job that other studios were like, no, no just be Nathan Drake. <laughs> yeah, just be Nathan Drake. This right. Nathan Drake is gonna fly with a jetpack on at the end of the game, but we're gonna sell it up front like that. Uh, God damn it, Dark Void. Void. Yeah, um, but but <laughs> like games, yeah, he, games of gold. Um, so you know, <laughs> but, but I, John, to your point, it is unfair. I think uh, I didn't make that point when I should have. It is unfair, I think, to the studio or to the team at Bend where. You have certainly a lot of players who would like to see a sequel to that game. Especially you would think left it open as well. Yeah. yeah, you would. You would think the you would think the pipeline would go the other way, and you would take some folks from studios that have made critically acclaimed games and assign them to something that was popular but wasn't as great as it could have been to maybe make the sequel something that's more along the lines of the critical expectations that you have. So I'm looking at Jason Trier's tweets because i was like i i remember reading the article but now it won't let me read the article because bloomberg um you're, you've our, reached your max of free articles yeah, for the day yeah. Anthony. fuck you fuck you you piece <clears throat> of shit pay us and i'm like no um so when he's saying in 2018 a small team of playstation developers tried to build their own studio remake the last of us I, that is just baffling to me that like they were like you know Let's build a small team and we will remake The Last of Us. They didn't need to be remade. Anyways, um, but then the the studio doesn't exist anymore. Um, That Sony Ben tried to get Days Gone 2, but because the critical reception was mixed, it wasn't seen as a viable option. One team at at Bend was assigned to help Naughty Dog with a multiplayer game, while second group was assigned to work on a new Uncharted game with supervision from Naughty Dog. Some staff, including top leads, were unhappy with this arrangement and left. Ben's developers feared they may be absorbed into Naughty Dog, and the studio's leadership asked to be taken off the Uncharted project. They got their wish last month and are now working on a new game of their own. Jesus. That, yeah, that I mean, means like there's some real bad blood in there. To, to be fair, to, I mean, to, to be, you know, just to, to, to paint the other side of this picture here, the one thing I'll say about Days Gone that is not in its favor is the fact that it's not as good as their other zombie game, and it's not as good as their other open-world game. Um, yeah. Or games. So, I mean, it's a zombie open-world game that's not as good a zombie game as uh, Last of Us, and not as good an open-world game as um, uh, Unchar- or, um, Horizon. Uh, Horizon or uh, Spider-Man. So, it's, I, I, I mean, would, it's like... It's, I it's, would 
compare it more to Horizon just based on the fact that like Horizon, you do basically the same things, but there's things to do actually in Horizon, which was my problem with the Days Gone. I would spend a lot of time driving, but then I'd be like, but there's not a lot to do here. Yeah, there's the, the, the basically don't go looking for anything that's not marked on a map because there's no point. And it's like, well, why is this world so big then? Like, this could have literally been half, a third, a third of the size it is because it it's three maps put together and they're all super fucking big. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's, that's the other thing. It's hard to justify an open world game at this point because unless it's going to be as good as the other open world games that are out there, it's going to get swallowed up. Um, so that's the other thing that makes it tough. Yeah. But, so, but, but, no, I was just going to say, I, I just kind of want to go, like, I think the thing, like, the conversation on the internet has been hyperbolic because that's what the internet is. Like, Sony's not in trouble. Sony's not fucking up. They're not going to lose because of this decision. My concern with this is that these these actions, these moves, these decisions feel like post-PS2 PlayStation <clears throat> which for me PlayStation's been great. You want to bring back a critically acclaimed game, let's make Parappa the Rapper 3, motherfuckers. Let's go. Um That was the darkest time in Sony for me. PS1, PS2 was magical. PS3, they got arrogant, they got cocky, they got we're top of the world, nobody can beat us, we're the fucking king. Those decisions led to the PS3 being hugely forgettable for the most part. Now she- they humbled yeah. and sucked it up for PS4, and PS4 was amazing. I, I agree with you, but if you look at the the primary difference between PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, and this, again, I'm not trying to justify the decision because I think it's kind of shitty what happened to the guys at Bend, but if you look at the primary difference between PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, the primary difference is that a lot of the first-party Sony stuff on the PlayStation 3 sucked, and all of the first-party PlayStation stuff, pretty much, on the PlayStation 4 was good to great. But I feel and, like that came from their mistakes they learned because of the the arrogance. But but you can also see why that would cause them to emphasize critical acclaim and not sales. Um, because the fact that, you know, Lair <laughs> uh, was one of the worst games ever made... And, and had been hyped the, as a Sony exclusive. And killed um, the studio. The, yeah, I mean, they, they, they had way too many games on the PlayStation 3 that were Sony exclusives, that were hyped, that just weren't very good. But um, you, you and, mentioned critical acclaim, but like we aren't seeing another Gravity Rush game ever. Well, but it's got to be a combination, right? I, mm-hmm. I don't disagree with you, but there's... There's critically acclaimed uh, they don't sell very well, and then there's critically acclaimed AAA stuff, which is really what I'm talking about. Yeah, stuff that sells, but is also you're basically referring to a game of the year type of game where yeah. it's, it's going to sell a ton of copies and people are going to be talking about it all year. And people are going to buy the console to play it. Yes. Like, that's the that's that's really what it is. Like, it's you want to be able to say you can't play. See this critic. See this list. This top ten list that X Y Z famous critic put out this year. 
you can't play five of the games on this top 10 list unless you have a PlayStation 5. That's what they want to be able to say. And the stuff like Gravity Rush, as much as I like Gravity Rush, doesn't sell PS5s. Like if they announce Gravity Rush 2 tomorrow, people who already own a PS5 would be like, or whatever, Gravity Rush Three. <laughs> but it just um, shows you. It just shows you how how how, how let up to die yeah, that sequel was. There. I played. I played the first one. I never played the second one. But the um, nobody's nobody's rushing out to try to buy a P- PS5 that they can't buy anyway. Um, because of <laughs> a Gravity Rush sequel, you can't right? Buy it's, it's it's not the same as Spider Man or God of War or Horizon but, or any of their other major franchises that they're counting on to sell systems and to be able to say at the end of the year, look at this list and look how many critically acclaimed games are on it that are exclusive to PlayStation compared to what's on the list for Xbox. I agree with you. I think though that that thinking is, is going to be more detrimental because it's not going to take the chances. Term, yeah. Because yeah, you're gonna because lose, like what's, you're gonna lose innovation. Let's let's be honest here. The the last generation, and I'm gonna include Last of Us in there because even though it was a PS3 game, it came out so late. You know, it was a yeah. almost it was a launch title for the PS4. It was cross gen for sure. Yeah. So you look at that like the Last of Us as much as like as much as I don't care for that type of game, that was a risk for that studio to make. Sure. Um, the the God of War remake, um, or remake? No, sorry, the reboot, sequel, whatever. Um, that was a risk, but like all that series was dead basically because they were putting out games on the PS3 and no one was like Ascension. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, Ratchet yep. and Clank. Uh, Ratchet and Clank was starting to have that towards the end of the PlayStation Three, like. Into uh, into the Nexus, like nobody talks about into the Nexus really, but, because so, it's not, but, wasn't early on. My point is, is like eventually this sort of dies out, and my fear is like right now I feel like Sony's games in general, not saying every game, are starting to feel similar. Like a, beca- maybe because that they're so going for that blockbuster that's very formulaic, and it's like yeah, Spider Man, I can only get a. a PlayStation. Spider Man's the outlier because it's Spider Man, so you either like Spider Man or you don't. But it's like, is the next God of War game going to just be more of that? Is the next Horizon going to be just more of that? Is the next Last of Us, if they make another one, going to just? It's like if that's the case, like we're we're getting yeah, but we're getting back into that. What what basically was slowing down those franchises, other than Uncharted, I think, um, on on the PS3. You know, well, yeah, where it's so, like you just, I, I, they need to. So, and the only reason I say that is like they put out Days Gone. Days Gone, I reviewed it. It was flawed, but I saw potential. They're like, well, no, even though people liked it, they didn't like it enough. We're not doing that. Well, it took chances that I wasn't seeing in other video games. Some of them were fails, some of them were successes. But like now they're like, well, no, none of that. Here you'd work on Uncharted re- or not Uncharted, um, Last of Us remake. Well, yeah, you know that right. to me is like not the greatest idea ever. It, it's almost like if Nintendo knew Super Mario Brothers like they were for a while, 
It gets stale. Right. Even if the games are good, it gets stale. They they you see diminishing returns. I agree with your I agree with your underlying point completely. But what I will say is that you're right. The Last of Us was a risk for Naughty Dog because it wasn't another Uncharted game, but it was a risk taken by a studio that had a existing pedigree of critically acclaimed games. Yes, you're right that the new direction for God of War was a risk, but it was a risk in a series that had a pedigree of critically acclaimed games, and it wasn't much of a risk anymore because, like you said, the last couple games weren't as acclaimed as the first couple. Um, Days Gone was a risk in a different way in that you weren't taking a studio that was coming off a critically acclaimed game and saying, here, make something different. Um, And so when they took the risk and they didn't get the results they want, it's not as surprising to me that they didn't greenlight a sequel Um, because you're right. It was a risk. And when they take that risk, their expectation is that they get something back in return. And if they didn't get what they expected to get back in return, they're not going to take the risk again. For, for sure. I, I don't know. It's just, it's... It makes me sad as a gamer that things could get stale again. Because, like you said, God of War, you know, Horizon, those were amazing experiences. And I don't want to, I don't want to diminish... I don't want those to get diminished over time because they're just trying to capture that again and again and again. I think that's, yeah, well, that, I mean, that's my fear. That's the, that's the, that's the cycle that this industry has survived on for the entire mm-hmm. time it's been around. Um, stuff gets stale until somebody makes something that's not stale. Uh, and then a big franchise either copies it or does something relatively similar and gets back in the good graces. That's, I mean, that's been the life cycle of this industry since the very beginning. It's just making a lot more money doing that now. Yeah. I, I guess I just don't want studios as talented as the ones under the PlayStation banner to get stale because they make great games. No, and I don't I, want I, them to lose talent either. Like that's the thing. Like you have all these people that in the conversation of about like, Oh, well, you know, exclusive games well that could happen if these people like feel dejected by sony and microsoft offers them something and i realize if they're working for sony they're working exclusively still but it's just like you know if you own the studio it's a bit different if it's a studio you have made from the ground up or at least you have worked with them since the beginning like naughty dog and stuff it's just it's weird it's a weird thing to be kind of witnessing and you were here last week oh sorry I was just going to say, I don't worry too much about the losing talent side of it because talent tends to rise to the top. And so those the the folks who are really talented and creative within those studios, listen, I as someone who was laid off a year and a half ago, I don't want anybody to lose their job ever. But the the generally speaking, when one of these breakups happen and people are mad, the talented ones that go off to create their own stuff will find success. They may not find success that's exclusive to Sony. And so I can understand why Sony wouldn't want them to leave. But as a gamer, I mean, they'll they'll find a spot somewhere else and they'll make something else that's pretty cool. And maybe I can play it on my PlayStation 5 or maybe I can play it on my Xbox. Um, I don't want people to lose their jobs and then not be able to find something else. But 
you know, some of the most important studios that we've ever had in the history of video gaming have come from people getting pissed off and starting out on their own. Yeah, that's fair. Respawn. Yeah. Respawn's a great example. Yeah, perfect example, that one. All Um, right. And you, oh, hold on. And you two weren't, um, you two weren't here last week, but we talked about like the Japanese studio closing. Yeah. And it's like, Sony has zero focus on Japan. And it's like, they don't sell consoles in Japan anymore. Only Nintendo does. It's, but there are still Japanese developers making video games. And it's just disappointing that like, their Japanese division is gone. I mean, Japanese video games right now, dude, come on. Dark Souls, Monster Hunter, Resident Evil, that shit is hot. Come on. You, like, you, and you lost, uh, you know, the mind behind Silent Hill, who was just, I guess, sitting there at your studio because he hadn't done anything, like Siren. You know, you're t- yeah, you put out a bad idea because like somebody said you should remake the first Siren with English characters in it for some reason instead of like no, here's the PS3 remake Siren with you know better graphics and everything and it's just they had all this talent that they had accrued and now that talent's just like fuck this and they left because they were they took their Japanese studios. And so now we get the blockbusters only. And I don't—I hate to say it, but like, can you imagine how stale the world of movies would be if everything was just a Marvel movie? That's kind of how I feel about Sony at times. I'm not saying they're not—they're not great, but it's like I do need some other things. And yeah, yeah, third third-party developers do pick up that. I—I I will admit, of course, but it's just you know, Sony took a lot of chances, and I wish they would just do some of that still. I made a comment on a uh, when this story hit on a friend on Twitter, and who was sort of voicing his dismay over this uh, this Japanese studio and the the whole um, Ben situation. Um, Sony forgot where they came from, if you ask me. The PS2 was built on double A games, middle of the road, six out of teners. That's what the PS2 was built on and it seems to be lost now or seems to be lose we seem to be losing it and there is definitely definitely room in this world for mid-budget not indie but not triple i there is there is a there is definitely room for games like that to exist and you're 100 you're 100 accurate and i just see this move as taking that well not taking it away, but removing part of it. Because, again, I I would say Days Gone was a double A game, trip uh, marketed as a triple A game. Um, and I just I just think that not by not getting the second game, it's it's frustrating. And yeah, as 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 uh. Uh, Anthony said, "We're going to end up with a uh, a gaming industry that is just Call of Duties and cover shooters and Uncharted. It's stale." Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just the the one thing quickly that I would say is I would draw a parallel to the recording industry. Um. And I would say your big dogs in the recording industry aren't the ones that are taking chances. 
generally speaking. That's they're true. the ones. They're the ones that are waiting for other people to take chances, Piggy and then either them. going in and scooping up those artists, or are then making their own artists copy that style. Um, and it's the same thing here, I think, which is why you see back to our original story, Microsoft snapping up all these um, studios and game creators because. They're waiting until somebody else takes the chance, sees it's successful, and then they copy it. Yeah. Which, again, is just like the recording industry. And I hope it pans out. I do. I want games to be fun. They're the best when they're fun and stupid. And you want a good selection of them as well. Absolutely. I like to play this, and then I like to play that. And they ain't got to be exclusive to each other. I will say this as the last thought I have on it, though. The amount of people... Because I don't like The Last of Us, so my opinion's kind of like... I don't like the sorry. I don't like Naughty Dog games, so my opinion is kind of skewed, of course. But the amount of people that are like, we don't need this. We don't want a remake. We just want other games. I was surprised of how many Naughty Dog fans, Last of Us fans, were like, who asked for this? No one asks for it. You've had a remaster. (laughs) What two thousand fourteen? What What are you going to do that hasn't already been done? You You can't. There's nothing. Your frame rates. The you know remake on. Uh, like the PS4 Pro and I guess the PS5, it's 60 frames per second. It's what what more 4K? What are you gonna do? You can what make the, you can make the shooting good. It's my my <laughs> least favorite trend in in gaming in the last 10 years is all of the remakes and remasters and Mass the Effect notion that everything ends up getting a remake or a remaster. It's like it's not necessary. No, it's just not, not necessary. Lot, I can understand something like Mass Effect. I do feel that those, especially the first game, has aged incredibly poorly. Um, and I think coming back to it and looking at the changes that they've done, I can understand, yes, I, I am looking forward to seeing that. But The Last of Us, no. That's a game that didn't need to be remade. Demon Souls, that was. I can understand that. But it's, yeah, you're talking about a game that's eight years old. It's eight years old since the PS3 version came out, and it's getting two remasters. Fuck off. That's that's the end of the conversation. Fuck off. Yeah, that's a good. That's we can't end it any better than that. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna read this next email, and I'm gonna run to the restroom because this is all wombat. Oh gosh. <clears throat> so this comes from Adam. He says, "Hey guys, finally picked up. I think this is the exact same question we tried to answer last week, Anthony, and failed miserably. But we're gonna leave it to oh, the wombat gosh. to answer." This Pressure's week. on. Hey guys, finally picked up Assassin's Creed Origins. Haven't played an Ass Creed game since the Ezio games, and I was and damn, I was missing out. Thanks for the recommendations. A few times you guys have talked about playing Origins before Odyssey. I'm just wondering yes. what are the what are what are a few of the reasons? Is it the gameplay, the story, the quality of life improvements? I'm loving Origins right now, so I can't wait to see how it improves. Also, is Valhalla another step up, and are the story DLCs for these games worth it? Okay, so this is the exact same question, Ryan, and I yep. tried my best. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> let the side down. I believe I said I believe I said you start with Origins because the story, and then the gameplay got better in Odyssey, and then I said I think it was a sidestep more like it was a sort of different direction for um valhalla not that it was a step up but more like it was another offshoot almost of it yeah yes so that's okay. it's a, actually a pretty you did a you did a valiant job yeah uh, i get a participation <laughs> medal 
<laughs> so uh, first off, I'm glad um, I'm glad you're playing Origins, um, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, the so the reason that I have always said it's important to play Origins before Odyssey doesn't have anything to do with story. Um, the the stories in the two, the the modern day story in the two is interconnected, um, and so there there are some storyline reasons to play origins in advance of odyssey but um it's not like a oh my god you have to play this one first on the story side the reason i say you should play origins first is because it the combat in origins is a lot more deliberate um and is it's more based around sword and shield being a more viable option and defending when you're attacked. You can tell that the team when they made origins was influenced by the souls games. Um, not necessarily in terms of difficulty, but in, in terms of sort of more weighty um, combat mechanics. Um, and also it's odyssey takes the things that Origins does well and does them even better. Um, so it's just really tough to go backwards um, when you've when you've played Odyssey um, and seen the sort of quality of life improvements that come along with Odyssey in you know not just in travel but um, in the way the story is told. Um, and the, the actual combat itself, it's just difficult, um, to go back in time, uh, from that regard. Um, Valhalla is different. Um, there's, it's, um, it's much, it's much more viable, I will say, in Valhalla to find one weapon type and just stick with it the entire game. Um, there are some of the weapon types in Valhalla that I just didn't enjoy all that much. And some of that is because you're fighting a lot of people in Valhalla that are, um, heavy, like they, they defend heavily. Um, uh, so you're fighting a lot of people with shields, um, and you're fighting a lot of people, um, that block a lot. And so there are some weapons that are just more viable, uh, against that than others. Um, you have a stamina meter for heavy attacks and dodging in Valhalla, which changes the game. Um, it makes Eivor much more, um, much less nimble, I will say, than either Cassandra or Alexios from Odyssey, because you have to, you, you just, you got to worry about managing your stamina as you're fighting. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of like a mix. It feels a little bit like a mix between the two to me. And it's been, quite a while since I played Origins, but it, it, in my memory, feels a little bit, Valhalla feels like a little bit of a mix between the two. Um, the, um, on the story side, um, I will say that, as I think I've said before, um, it's worth playing all three for different reasons. Odyssey's, um, Odyssey is the one that really moves the modern day story forward a lot. Um, comparatively speaking, um, and the way Valhalla's um, sort of finishes off the trilogy in the modern day is really, really interesting. Um, but Origins tells the best story in terms of the actual connection to the assassins 
from uh, the games that you're familiar with. And um, I think the the best personal story for the protagonist as well. Um, so it's definitely worth playing at least the story on all three. It's also better to play Origins first because it's so much shorter than the other two. Um, Origins is probably four thirty five to forty hours, depending on how much side stuff you do. And I have, as previously mentioned, over a hundred hours in Odyssey and just over ninety in Valhalla. So. It's definitely it's definitely easier to go through origins. So yeah, hopefully that I think I touched on all of them See? on all the questions he had. See, you were the right person to answer this question. Well, I mean, I hope so. After God, two hundred and fifty combined <laughs> hours in those three games over the last five years, uh, I would hope I'd be the right person to answer the question. All right. Uh, the next email is a follow up to last week's email that Anthony and I answered, which I don't think Anthony really knew much about it, but. Uh, he, said, hey, he 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 got he he gave me the recap of what he said and he oh I no, think no no did no an admirable job the next email up, the next email oh, okay uh, this was about okay. a TV recommendation this comes from Rick oh, he says okay. uh, thank you for the TV recommendation Ken I knew you were the guy to ask I will be scooping up the LG OLED sixty five C one as soon as we move in um <laughs> why does Anthony have to ruin the illusion that Pawn Stars is real I love that show <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, but like, it's it like, do you think Steve Carell's just showing up on it because he has something to pawn off? No, I'm joking. I I know all that shit's unreal. It's like um, I, I talking, love storage. To everybody, storage uh, wars is even to, worse. I love storage wars until you find out that they used to plant stuff in there. Like, oh, that's no it's called salting. All those shows are scripted. Yeah. Oh, like, so what they for anybody that doesn't know, uh, salting is an old mining term. Um, where you'd make it look like the hole you dug had more in it than it actually did. Um, so what they do is they put something inside the the storage container um, or whatever, locker or whatever, um, that is clearly going to be of some value so that they have something to talk about in the show. Um, that I, From my understanding... A bunch of people have been pissed because there's people that actually did that for a living. I think some of those people actually did as well before they became, I guess, TV stars, if you want to call them that. <laughs> Reality stars. Um, that, uh, like, you can't really do that to find anything now because a bunch of people just go and buy shit. And yeah, that whole and industry is gone because everybody just bids a lot thinking that they're going to find something. That's not the case. All right. To be fair, it's a pretty. To be fair, it's a pretty predatory in- industry anyway. So. Oh, for sure. I. I mean, I like if you're gonna ask me like how I feel, but like you know, some people just load it up and then refuse to pay, and then don't come and get their stuff. It depends on the person, of course. Um, some people can't pay, and that's really sad. Um, mm. but yeah, like that. That whole show is a piece of shit. A and E is a piece of shit. TLC can fuck itself too, just while I'm on this subject, because they just are like, well, look at this person that we found. Is Aren't they a fucking f-? Like, okay. Just you don't can fuck right off. That's some horrible morals there. Just don't ruin my fantasy and tell me wrestling is fake. All right, we're moving on. Uh, he also says... <laughs> wrestling, is not, wrestling is not fake. It's, what is it, pre-planned? What is it? What's the term? Scripted. They use? Scripted, thank you. Predetermined. Uh, yeah. yeah. Predetermined, yes. Fake. He says, hey, they, they, hold on. They get hurt, so I'm not calling it fake. <laughs> Those guys wouldn't get injured. Fake. 
Um, he follows up. He says, "Hey, things are things are worth what people will pay for them." But I agree, six hundred and sixty thousand dollars for an unusable cartridge is a bit ridiculous. Thanks, guys. And yeah, cheers. my yeah my, that... my dad my dad last night had seen that and he said, "Uh, we should have just taken every one of those Nintendo games that you wanted and just left them sealed, and not let you play with them." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how should've. much money we could have had. We'd have been rich, bitch. I mean, I, the more I hear about that whole thing, the more I'm just like, they have to, that market hasn't been around long enough to naturally grow. So of course they need people to have these high numbers attached. That's the reason why you keep seeing like the most expensive game ever headline, because every time it's a headline and they mention WADA and Heritage and, oh, look, they've made the news, not Video game news, the news. Yeah, the like, news yeah. And so now people are like, whoa, video games are worth something. And it's like it used to be that with speaking of speaking of storage wars, um, there was an episode where a guy thought he had hit the jackpot with the Nintendo, but like, no, you didn't. You, and he was told to be, give him so, give the show some credit. The guy that was at the video game store, yeah, this is like a hundred bucks for all this stuff, I guess, maybe. Like yeah, it always makes people think what they have is going to be more expensive. And like, there are again, like I said last week, there are games that are going to be expensive. Uh, I think it's two hundred Canadian for a copy of Silent Hill on PS One right now. Um, but that's what people are willing to pay for a physical copy. Naturally, through the like, just people buying it over time, the the, the it's gone up in price because the b- demand, you know, they stopped circulating. This is like. Oh well, you gotta understand this rare variant that you know might we don't really know the amount of printings of uh, only existed for this amount of time we think, and it's super rare. Trust us, and then it goes for you know over half a million dollars, and it makes the news. And then that you look at the other auctions, and they're not going that high because, of course, they aren't. It, it, something's fucky with it. I'm sorry, I got problems. I can't say that it's fake because that's a lawsuit. But I can say that there's something messed up with the numbers when the drastic difference between, say, something like Mario Brothers, the potentially rare version that's still sealed, is going for that much. And then you look at other sealed NES games that are actually more rare, and they're not. Like something like Mike Tyson's Punch Out, which was on Pawn Stars. Look at that, and then it was up on sale at Heritage Auctions. Yeah. Well, so the only two comments I'll make on that are, um, some of my favorite gaming memories are of finding stuff that I knew was cheaper than it should be at like a garage sale or a flea market, or in one awesome case. Uh, when I was working at FYE and we had just decided we were going to start taking video games and trade in and they had no idea what anything was worth. Nice. Um, we uh, we took in a copy of um, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on the Xbox <clears throat> uh, and gave the guy $7 for it. <laughs> and put Put a price tag on it for fourteen ninety nine because that's what it said in the system it was supposed to be. Oh and God. I told, I told my boss, don't put that price tag on it. I'm buying it. 
<laughs> don't just don't worry about putting the price tag on it. Just charge me the fourteen ninety nine, actually less than that because of my discount. Um, <laughs> and it was pristine too. Um, but I I used to love just going around to flea markets and stuff and finding stuff that you know like Super Metroid where. I, I had seen it in stores for like 40 bucks and then you find somebody's uh, selling it at a garage sale for five. That's like a thrilling moment. You know what oh, I mean? I totally um, understand that, but I, I don't, I don't see the value in a sealed game in a brick of plastic that I can't oh, play for $600,000. Like I'm looking at some of my games right now price just because of the pandemic, I guess. Like I have a sealed copy and I mean to play it. It's just, I haven't gotten there yet of Dragon Quest V on the DS, and that game sealed right now is, like, over $200. I paid 50 Canadian. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying all this with a sealed copy that I just bought of that Mario collection that just came out on Switch and got immediately discontinued mm-hmm. um, that I bought because it was $10 off at Best Buy. And uh, I thought, hey, you know what? If it's going to be on sale, maybe I'll buy it and hold on to it and... If I want to play it eventually, maybe I will. If not, maybe I'll be able to sell it for more than I bought it for. I don't think so. Uh, only because I yeah, know the amount that are in circulation. But I'm going to tell you, that game collection is really good. Yeah, I've got all three of them already. So Yeah, but Super Mario 64, in that definition where you can see Mario's polygon count go drop drastically as he gets further away from the camera. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also I already it. own I also already own the better version of Super Mario 64, which is the 3DS or the DS, the DS version. version. I agree with yeah. you. We're heathens. I want you to know that. Everybody no, that's okay. I, right. I love Mario 64, and I loved it on the actual 64, but it, you just can't convince me that it's not better on the DS. I agree fully. Right. It's, got the extra, it's got the extra characters and the extra content. It's just better. All right. We ready for the email, Anthony? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I thought that might have been the email, but yeah, nope. okay. This is the email. It's from Curtis. His right. email is titled WTF Man. Uh oh. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Money804 or Rubber Band Man on Twitter here. Long time listener, yet it's been a while since I wrote in. Now, please let me finish this email. It says, Last time I wrote in was before Anthony joined the show, I believe, which brings me to the point of this email. Anthony. Anthony, Anthony. Over the years, I've dealt with your meltdowns. I've dealt with you ruining <laughs> the news. I've dealt with you cutting off other members and talking about talking forever about nothing to the point of falling asleep and almost crashing my car from boredom when you went off on some long, nonstop tangent about some weird DS game that no one on the planet cares about except you. All the torture you've inflicted upon my ears. Uh, I've taken like a man up until this point, but you finally crossed the line. What kind of monster has anything negative to say about It Takes Two? I mean, come on, man. The game is fantastic. The wife and I are having a blast. This might be my game of the year. I know people hate to hear it, but every game isn't for everybody. Just like every movie isn't for everybody or every song slash music genre isn't for everyone. Just like Dark Souls shouldn't have an easy mode. It Takes Two shouldn't have a single player mode. The creator has a vision and deserves it to be realized without being manipulated or tampered with for all to be included. This is a game made for two, hence the name, and it hits all the marks. The greatest couples game ever. A must-play, not for you and your homie. Rather, you and your significant other. More couples games are welcomed all day in my book. Okay, rant over. And also, I'd like to state, 
through all the bullshit that Anthony takes me through, the dude is kind of growing on me. The show wouldn't be the same without you, buddy. Keep doing what you're doing. Glad you're part of the fam. I, I grew on you like a tumor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Anthony, how dare you How dare you ramble about DS games for a half hour that nobody cares about? That was Gambus Khan's job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh... <laughs> Um, I don't think I said it needed to be single player. I think my my comment was, I wish it was. I wish there was a single player game made by the same studio. Uh, I, I understand. Like you can't tell. Let's be honest. You can't tell this story in the same way with one person. It just wouldn't work. Um, but I I think all the mechanics of the game, for the most part really doesn't need two people there you know hitting a lever sure that lever needs two people but that it could just be a a lever that one person pulls um there was a few moments sure that you couldn't do outside of co-op but the mechanics of it felt great uh except for that that very long tree segment that that that's i think what killed a bit of the mood for me in that game that tree segment is so out of place with the rest of the game um even like even further on it, it's a very good game um i think part of the issue was is that the that at times though it felt like i was doing or 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 one of us was doing more of the work so in the tree segment for example there's a part where the person doing the um uh what is it not sap but not, and not honey but the nectar gun yeah uh has to steer a boat well, my friend steered the boat well enough that I didn't really have to shoot anything. So at that point, I feel like I'm not contributing while he's doing all the work. And while it didn't happen as much with Mike, like because I played as the uh, female character the whole time, um, it it just it, you know there's moments like that where you go, oh, I'm not really contributing to this in the same way. Uh, my friend would have to wait for me to do a bunch of platforming sometimes because May apparently has to do more platforming than uh, the male character whose name I forget right now. Um, but like, it was a good game. I, to be fair, I wasn't like asking for this game for review. I think everybody just assumed I was taking it because I, <laughs> I got a way out. That's my first game. And it was like, well, here you go. You're the Joseph um, Ferris reviewer. Yeah. Uh, this is my. This is my. This is my. Um, oh God, um, Neptunia. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that's not fair. I I like the game a lot. I just like I see, like you can't tell me that you wouldn't want to see Joseph Ferris and Hazelight take the mechanics you saw in this game and do a platformer like Super Mario sixty four or Banjo Kazooie or something that doesn't have as many collectibles but is still a great platformer. Um, because like everything in this game mechanically is fantastic. I, I don't hate that game. I, if I came off negative last week and I come off negative now, it's just that it's not a perfect game. It's a very good game. And the length, again, I say is purely because I have to review it, um, that I needed to get it done more so than, uh, it actually being a problem. Because if you pay for it, like, yeah, you probably want a longer game. It's more money than a, a way out, but I think it deserves that cost too especially if you go and split it with someone and if you can play it with someone in the same house i am sure it's a thousand times better than playing it online 
All right. Uh, last part of this email. P.S. Somebody better tell Ryan to download Outriders. I wasn't too impressed by the demo, yet this game is super solid. Fun loot cycle. Plenty of said loot. Satisfying play cycle also. And for 99 and for free, 99 it's a damn good time. Gotta love Game Pass, man. Y'all keep up the good work. I'll try not to be a stranger in the future. Yeah, I mean, if it was if it was free on PlayStation, I would probably download it. Um, but I'm not going to download it to play on my last-gen system, especially um, with the way it performed on my next-gen system. Um, and I'm also not going to download it on my last-gen system when that's not the system that I play on the most now. So eventually, maybe, um, once I get a Series X, maybe I'll decide I want to give it a try. But I'm... I'm not really interested in going back to boot that one up on the Xbox One. All right. Next email comes from Antonio. He says, the Sony I know and love is dead. The basement walls are oh, littered. Wow. The basement walls are littered with evidence of my fists. If it hasn't been for my mom consoling me by offering to stock up on Lunchables, I would have done more damage. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always forget how, these, how his emails are written. Uh, uh, they said no to Days Gone 2 and then they let Kojima talk to Xbox this is a pain not even Vicodin can quell my mom says I'm overreacting but am I really? Sony has become that dad that never showed up to my games and I have to deal with Microsoft showing up and being supportive of their kids I want dad, I mean Sony to show me that they care and tell me everything is going to be okay my mom says I should go for a walk to cool down more, some more, but that's just a ploy to get me out of the house so she can try to clean down there, which I won't fall for that again. The last time I did that, I couldn't find my WrestleMania 32 DVD when I got back. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. oh, man. That's great. Oh, boy. Last email comes from Sajad, and it's entitled, Time to Quit Overwatch. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Well. <laughs> this one sounds like a direct again. This is an intervention, Ken. It's not going to work. Uh, he says, "I feel for." He says, "Number one, I feel for you, Ken. I really do. As someone who has put over 550 hours into Overwatch, newbie, um, <laughs> since it was released, I finally realized I had to pull the plug. I would spend hours a day playing ranked matches with either Reinhardt or Lucio as my mains, and I couldn't really understand why." I would shell out 60 bucks for the latest AAA game, only to play them for about 20 minutes before returning to another Overwatch match. I can't really explain what makes it good. Maybe it's the same for chess players who constantly need to play the same game over and over again with their opponents. I've never really been addicted to any game like I had Overwatch before and after four years or so I finally realized I needed to uninstall the game from my library and delete my Blizzard account to fully move on. Oh, he's actually gone and killed it. Yeah, I still get the urge to play every now and then, but after three weeks I have cleared over four games, including Metroid Prime 2 and Nier Automata which had been on the back burner of my collection for a while. My advice to Ken, uninstall Overwatch, man. Your games library will thank you for it. You'll have spent your free time much better <laughs> than constantly lo losing matches and match just to score that next win. Still need to tempt you with a scenario, though. If you were stranded on an island and give her access to one of the two, which would you choose? A, a constant Xbox Live connection with only Overwatch installed so you can play as much as you want, but have access to no... To have no access to any other game again, or B, no Overwatch but one AAA game a month. Based on your answer, you'll know how much Overwatch has taken over your life, nerd. <laughs> By the way, I'd go with the first one. <laughs> yeah, I know you would. 
<laughs> I think you're the only person out of this group that would uh, take the first yep. one. Um, absolutely. Uh, last part. I grew up playing classics like Metal Gear Solid and Super Mario 64 on big screen TVs, and was awed by how amazing graphics look on these big screens. After talking to my mom the other day, I can I came to the realization that the family TV was a 32 inch tube television. I was shocked at how big it looked at the time and there were games uh, and that the games were crisp in my memory as I didn't feel as though the TV was inadequate to my gaming experiences in any way. My question to you guys is, do you remember what size TVs you played some of the best games on and what size TV did you have before making the jump to HD? Wow. Well, yeah, I, I mean, my... that one. Yeah, go ahead, John. I was going to say, my first TV, I mean, when I first moved out of a parent's house into my own it was uh crts were still a thing so uh it was a square four by three 28 inch and i thought that was fine so and my first hd was 32 but i look at 32 now and think how on earth did i watch that how on earth did i play games on that yep um when yeah. I first moved out mine was a 25 inch sony trinitron crt which was baller Trinitron. Yeah, and then uh, my first HD TV. I'm embarrassed to say this, but I rented it from Rena Center because I was broke. Um, but it was a 40 inch Sony. Nice, I think. I can't hear, by the way, um, the word Trinitron <laughs> without thinking of the Key and Peel sketch with the 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 guys that are. Uh, gonna kill the terrorists on the airplane. Does anybody know what I'm talking about yet? I haven't watched Key and Peel, but I hear oh, I man. hear Trinitron, and I think that was like a rejected Decepticon. With with great power comes great responsatrilitris. <laughs> uh, is the only thing that goes through my head when you say Trinitron. But anyway, uh, I my gaming career started with uh, the Atari on a probably 24 inch. Uh, black and white television. That's kind of baller for black and white. Huh? That's baller for black and white. Yeah, maybe it wasn't quite that big. I don't remember. I'm just kind of guessing because it was, again, 35 years ago. Um, But it it was like one of the ones with the screws in the top where you Mm. have to put the little forks into the screws and screw them down. Yep. Um, And then most of my, like, NES, Super NES... My parents had one of those like televisions that was like the um, it was like a piece of furniture as well as a television, so it was like wood all around it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I don't know how the big two that was. It, <laughs> In my head, it was huge, but it was probably like twenty eight or thirty two. I don't know. All I know is it was like a uh, like I said, it was just another piece of furniture in the room that happened to also have a screen on it that could play Super Nintendo. I remember those. It had like the it had the um uh it did not have A V inputs. It had the coaxial cable RF switch uh box. Daisy chained the shit out of those things. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I remember those TVs with the two dials switching to the UHF yep. to play video that, games. The the one that I played Atari on had the the UHF uh, dials. Yeah, my dad and a was... spot where antenna had used had had been previously, but 
the antenna were broken. Yep. My, uh, I was lucky when I lived at home. Like the Trinitron was when I first moved out. I was like, I think I was like 16. But when I was at home with my parents, my dad was kind of like a technophile. So he was always buying the new shit. Like we had a VCR like the first year that came out. Um, which God, that, that makes me really old, doesn't it? That I was around when VCRs came out. <laughs> Jesus. But he actually had like a nice, like 32 inch. I mean, I, I want to say it was like a Sanyo back then. Those were big back then. Um, yeah he had one of those in the living room and then they would always give me their old tv when they bought new ones so i had like a i had a dial one at first in my bedroom when i was you know like eight or nine years old but then when i got older i would get the sanyo and then i would get more stuff but eventually i I did get fucking four by three 50 inch in my room holy shit that thing was huge yeah, I wasn't allowed to play video games on the uh, the big screen TV that we had because my dad was terrified that it was going to destroy the TV if you played a video game on it. Oh, God, I remember that fear. <laughs> They're like, you're going to break my TV if you play the Mario yep. on it. Yep. That's funny. <laughs> yep. God. Now so, you can, you can big wooden TV, or little wooden TV for me. No, no big fancy big screen rear projection. I, I can't remember. I can remember what my TV looked like, but I can size. Yeah, when it's you were a kid, I they were played. already they were already probably sixteen by nine, right? No, what? <laughs> what the fuck is all? What crack are you smoking? I was born in ninety two. Yeah, yeah, they weren't fucking flat. You were born in ninety two. Jesus Christ! Yeah, feel old. I dude, old I, I, I feel old. I had I had access to one of the TVs you were talking about with the UHF dial and everything too. Well, that's just because somebody was running an antique shop out of your basement. Fucking, well, that was that was the TV in the basement because the other television was upstairs. Holy shit, nineteen ninety. And that television, god. I had, I had up until, oh god, um, I was a teenager at one point. Whenever I got my PS3, um, I was like, screw it, I'm gonna try to play it on this, and I played it on that te- tube television. I played Infamous, and when I can't fucking read the writing, and I went and bought a flat screen. <laughs> I think it was hilarious when I got my PlayStation and I got it home and like I went to hook it up and I'm like, where the fuck do you plug this in? I, I played <laughs> I, my, my place my original PlayStation was daisy chained to the television through a VCR. Cause that was the only way that I could hook it up. Um, Cause like I said, the television only had the coaxial cable hook up in the back. Yep. And yeah. that's how so I, I had to have the I had to have the VCR hooked up to the coaxial cable and the PlayStation hooked up to the VCR. Yeah, and I had I, no uh, idea when I got home that it didn't have a, an RF box in it, and I remember my TV didn't have AV puts on the back, and I was like, "How the fuck do I hook this up?" And then I sat there for a minute. I sat there for a minute, and I was like, "Man, you remember when we used to string VCRs together to to, to copy blockbuster movies? <laughs> I bet you could plug the PlayStation into the back of the VCR, and that should work." <laughs> I uh, nope. I had to go out and get uh, when I got my PS2. We had to go and get a uh, coax adapter because I was playing on that same fucking TV. I would try to play the PS3 on. I played my 360 on a a tube TV at first as well. Oh my god! I bet that was awful. It, uh, it was fine for a while because I was playing things like Darkness and stuff, which didn't Darkness. require a bunch of writing, <laughs> but or uh, reading. But um, like if you tried to play like something like um, Dead Rising on it, you would have 
fucking had a nightmare. But yeah, I didn't see a lot of like when I when I worked at Zellers, so meaning I was 16 when I started, they were still selling tube television. They were just moving into more flat screens and tubes. God, I remember when Best Buy used to still have the tube TV section. Yep. It was like off in the back behind the beaded doorway. (laughs) (laughs) It's like nobody goes there. That's the secret space. (laughs) Holy shit, I'm old. (laughs) I can't even think about that stuff anymore. It's it's so fucking old, man. 46 this month. 46. You're going to be 50 soon. You're going to be an old man. You're going to be halfway to 100, John. Well, I'm not going to 100, so... (laughs) (laughs) That's positivity if I ever heard it. You you and the prince. Poor old Prince Philip. He didn't even get... He didn't even live long enough to get a card from his birthday card from his wife. Alright, I got a couple tweets before we get out of here. Um, I jokingly said, imagine being cucked by your own wife so hard that you never get to be king. Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to read some tweets now. <laughs> yeah, let's let's um, move on. Uh, Mookie, Mookie wants to know, who's the fire starter? A twisting fire starter? There you go. That's what I need. Speaking of which, by the way, there's a um, uh, there is a quest that references the lead singer of Prodigy in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, that's funny. Is it just him? Flint? Is it just that video on YouTube where it's, it's just his noises he makes? No, it's a band playing. And um, I can't remember the context of the quest, um, but at one point he starts uh, talking about lyrics to a song that he's writing, and it's the Firestarter lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Firestarter. Christine Barzada. Fucking Instagram. That fucking song, man. That song was so I'm so disappointed I didn't get to see them while he was still around. Oh, shit. All right. Curtis says, good today, fellas. What's up with all this Sony and PlayStation drama? You think PlayStation brand is in trouble? It's been a crazy week for Sony and PlayStation out here in Twitter land. You think PlayStation fanboys are just overreacting and Kojima in bed with Microsoft? Well, PlayStation fans are definitely overreacting because that's all they do, but I don't think Sony are in trouble. No, Sony's not in trouble. The brand's not in trouble. This is all a bunch of fucking hyperbole like everything else. No. It's like Game Pass is ruining the industry and Nintendo is stupid. It's all hyperbole. We we live in the perfect society where all three are doing different shit and they're all doing awesome shit, so just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Alright, uh, his second tweet says Been trying out PlayStation Now And it's not a bad service Why so many gamers complain that it is Found some of the same games on PlayStation Now That are on Game Pass So why Toxic Fanboys give PS Now crap? Uh, you answered your own question Yes Because they're toxic um, And if I had to put a guess On to why Game Pass is so much more popular than PlayStation Now It's launching games into the service Yes and it's not even it's not even just that. Like, wh- why are they putting up God of War only to take it down? Yeah, the game the, sells for ten dollars. You're gonna be like, really? No, that always makes That's weird. Makes it always seems odd to me that PlayStation. If they had that, if that would be so much better a selling point. If they you know, all our games were here, 
It's just to put your own games on for like three months, and that's just odd. That that and um, I I referenced it earlier in the show, but really three new games a month. Three? I've seen Game Pass drop three like out of the blue on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, they they shit them out for breakfast, don't they? Yeah, it's like if you're not consistently like if you're not doing a drop at least once a week, you're not competing with Game Pass because every week there's a new Game Pass game going in. Like it's like it's like Netflix, man. You're you're constantly getting new things, whether or not those are things you want to play. It's just variety. It's it's constantly being talked about. Like PlayStation now makes one tweet a month that says, "Hey, here's the games coming this month," and there's usually three. And you're like, uh, the service is a hundred dollars a year, or what was it? It's seventy dollars a year now, I think. And I get yeah, they did reduce the price. I mean, we bitch when Nintendo only puts five games on the the Super Nintendo service. We're sure as hell going to bitch when they only put three on PlayStation now. <laughs> and Nintendo Online a year is only twenty bucks a month. Yeah. So not twenty bucks a month. Oh, sorry, twenty bucks a year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, there's your answer right there. Like, Game Pass is constantly adding. Every new game from Microsoft goes in there day one. Now, with the show, Outer, you know, Outer Worlds, uh, Outriders, Outriders, like all of those games launching into Game Pass, that's huge. Look at all those indie games they announced. Like, what was it, like 30 to 40% of those indie games shown a couple weeks ago are launching into Game Pass? That's why That's people a, talk about Yeah, Pass. again, it's clear where Microsoft's um, intentions lie, and they're uh, um, and they're putting the best foot forward to to get the word out there for Game Pass. It is, I mean, again, I don't. I would love to know the, the numbers on on how much publishers get for for putting games on there. That's going to be interesting, you know, whether it's fair. Um, because it seems like how can it be when you pay, you know, whatever how many dollars a a month, and there are over two hundred games to to um uh, to choose from. It, to me, it's like, well, how do they even make that fair to the developers and publishers? They must, otherwise, I'm sure we'd know about it. But it's it's just increasingly good value. When we week on week, as you say, it's it's every week they drop something. And yes, games do leave, but. You know, you can probably say there's 10 to 12 maybe games a month that get on the service and maybe two or three that leave. So the the library's constantly increasing. Yeah, I think the last count was about 376 games, which PlayStation now has more, um, even if you only count the download games. But the problem is, is that it's just, it's just legacy stuff. Like, they're not adding new stuff, so it's not incrementally increasing. Eventually, Game Pass will pass PlayStation now uh, as far as downloadable games. And the PlayStation 3 streaming stuff, it's hit and miss. If you're not wired, it kind of sucks sometimes. Actually, a lot of times. Um, it's not a great streaming service. You especially don't want to play shooters or fighting games on there because they just the latency is just bad on those kind of games. So... And like I've I've cycled through that PlayStation Three like library a few times of stuff to stream, and I'll be real honest with you, like most of those games are kind of shit. Like the stuff uh, that's PlayStation Three, so 
But like some of the stuff you'd expect to be there that you'd want to play is not there. Like for example, I got a hanker in to go back and check out PlayStation All Stars a couple weeks ago. It ain't there, which is weird. That's a first party game. Like how is that not available to stream? Because it sucks. You now you're just being rude. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe it's a licensing issue because some of the characters aren't theirs. Well, I mean, they're in bed with all the characters that weren't theirs. Yeah, but things like Bioshock characters in there. um... Just put a big sensor bar over him. I don't care. I just wanted to I just wanted to do Parappa's ultimate move because Parappa I I, I know I mentioned Parappa at least once a week. I love that fucking game. I need to bring it back. I I do not like that game. I love the music. I love the style of the art. But boy, That's the game. Playing, but no, when you play the game really well, it's just like but 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 and I'm like, alright, this is Yeah, but awful. I don't care to play it really well. I just wanna okay. make I just wanna make the dog sing the song and I'm good. That's right. <laughs> It's butter, butter, sure, butter. Enjoyed the ball. I just want to make the dog song. sing the song. <laughs> That's a back of the box quote. It should have been on the back of the box. It might have sold more than five copies. I, uh, I just, I still can't get over they ripped off the German experimental band Can for uh, the drive test song. Like, what a weird thing just to steal that music. Step on the gas now. Turn to the right. I love that. Game. Everybody, look up the tur- that the turtle has short legs from Can. It's the exact same. Thing. I am definitely not googling the turtle has short legs. I feel like <laughs> bad things will occur if I do that. All right, that is all the tweets. If you want to tweet us at M4G Podcast, if you want to shoot us an email, which we had a lot this week, they were good. Uh, podcasts at ztgd.com. You want to follow us on Twitter? I'm at ZTGD. Ryan is at WombatRP. John is at John WUK in the hurls. Phoenix down rolling with Lost Odyssey. Getting all crying over there on that podcast. Them memories. <laughs> just an episode of Drew crying. Yeah, just fucking weeping over there. <laughs> I'd listen to that shit. Um, but I think that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Who knows what news will be next week? Sony probably like. What, what game will be delayed? There's a, there's a game every week that gets delayed. Anybody want to guess what next week's will be? I don't know. Um, I would say Resident Evil, but I think that's going to be fine. I think um, that game is done. My my guess is Ratchet gets delayed. How's that? I think Bio Mutants. Oh, man, that would make me sad. I've been wanting to play that game. Yeah, for the last three or four years. Yeah. That game has been so long in development, I've got a feeling that's not going to make it this year. They can't delay Resident Evil. I mean, people have already bought oh, their nine and a half foot body pillows. I, mean, <laughs> I tell you what, if I had room. <laughs> John. Really? I mean, he did, he does play that stupid. Hoonie uh, Pop. Honey, Hoonie, Hoonie Pop. Is it, it Hoonie Pop? Or is it Honey Pop? Honey, oh. Pop. honey Pop. It's honey. I think it's Honey Pop. It's, it's, it it's gross is what it is. John. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, a fun game. It's a fun match three game. I'm sure there are other match three games. And he only gets Playboys for the articles. Come on, Ken. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I do like a good read. In the words of Dave Chappelle, in the words of Dave Chappelle, John, you filthy motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's the show this week. Unless anybody has anything else, we're going to get out of here. 
Space bitches. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.